and we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, love. Coach KCJ. And hello, Tina. How are you guys doing? Happy Sunday. Fantastic. Happy Sunday. Amazing. Beautiful day. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I am so excited about this show. We have, as you can see, two coaches joining us, um, and I am going to allow them uh, to introduce themselves and kind of tell us who they are. And I will also drop their links in the chat once uh, I have them introduce themselves and we get the conversation going. So we are going to start with Love Coach KTJ, and then we'll have uh, the lovely Coach Christina Lynn. All right. Hello, everybody. I am Kelvin Troy Johnson. I love Coach KTJ. I am a dating and relationship coach. I help high-value, high-quality women to find high-value, high-quality men for dating, relationships, and love. My background is in working with men for 17 years, so I've heard all the stories, all the reasons, all the secrets, and now I'm going to give them all up and share them with you so you can find exactly what you're looking for in love. Awesome. Outstanding. <laughs> yeah, exciting. Hi. Coach Christina Lynn. Hi, guys. I'm Coach Christina Lynn. I'm a relationship and life coach. I'm a motivational speaker, an entrepreneur. I am called the mental blueprint strategist. Um, and we use that term blueprint because um, I believe that our belief systems is kind of like an architectural blueprint for a house. Um, you know, some, you know, it's, it's almost as if someone else designed it. And, you know, whether it's our finances, our love, our health, um, any aspect of our lives, um, we have this particular blueprint. So what I do is I try to raise more, more so your awareness of the lessons that you were taught in life. We go back and um, we just kind of look at how life was for you when you grew up, your parentage, your siblings. Um, and, and then we evaluate your system. And that particular approach really has gotten um, just rave reviews. I have, um, like I said, over 15 years um, in this field. And it has been the blessing of my life to help other people to cultivate happy relationships, happy, successful, satisfying lives. So that's why I'm here today. And I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. So dope, so dope. We are so excited to share the panel with these two experts. And I am excited for this interview. I can tell y'all that. We have a super chat real quick from Sean. Thank you so much, Sean. He Thank said, you, Sean. Yeah. He said, What's up, ladies? Should Thank be you. a good show. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Sean, for the support. I don't know if you guys got an opportunity to see the title or for our topic for this evening. But the title is, Do Black Women Have Unrealistic Expectations or Are Y'all Just Full of It? So that was birthed out of, um, there. there's uh, the space that we're in. We're in the Black Manosphere. That's where our show airs live, but it is streamed on, you know, just about every other streaming service that you can think of. But um, in this space, there's often talk about the unrealistic expectations of Black women. And of course, I'm sure that you guys have heard of Kevin Samuels. It kind of highlights some of those expectations. But even if we talk about like going back mm-hmm. before Kevin Samuels, do you? Or I don't know if you guys are familiar with Rebecca Lynn Pope. Are you guys familiar with her? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So she a little bit. 
Okay. Well, she was a she's a matchmaker, and she highlighted mm-hmm. kind of some of those unrealistic dating expectations that women have. Um, I don't recall her getting the flack that Kevin gets because maybe it, it's her delivery or the fact that she's a woman, or I don't know what it is. But like, even if you go back to then, you know, her. And so we gonna dive into it. Danny, you want to take over? Um, yes. Um, shout out to Demetrius. Um, he says member share tier leveled up. Let's go, bro. Thank you so much. Thank you. And hey. shout out to Jessica X. She says, hello, ladies, and hello to you and your guests. Love Coach KTJ and Coach Christina Lynn. Oh, Thank you so much, so Jessica. Thank you. Yes. Um, so okay, you told us a little bit about y'all selves. Y'all have been in this field for long a long time so y'all know people um and you you guys have a really good idea about the nature of people um so we'll just start it off are black women's dating expectations unrealistic do we expect too much Mm, that's a good question who we throwing that to first we'll start with uh love coach ktj and um love coach ktj can i call you by a shorter name yeah, sure. Kelvin. Kelvin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can call me Kelvin. You can call me <laughs> KTJ, whatever you like. Okay. Mr. Kelvin. Go ahead. All right. All right. So um, the question is, are uh, black women's expectations unrealistic? Um, yeah. So I guess <laughs> I guess you, you would have to actually start off with finding out what black women's expectations are. You know, like like what are they? And um, and and if they are unrealistic, um, we can talk. We can speak to that. You know, sometimes people do have unrealistic expectations. When you were a kid, they told you what you can do anything. Right. But what they didn't tell you is that there is a window of opportunity for your anything. Okay. I don't care what you say and how much p- passion and tears you put behind it. You are not going to be a ballerina at 25. Like the window has closed <laughs> and there's no more opportunity for that. So, uh, so sometimes uh, some, op- some uh, realistic, some of, some of these expectations, and then we gotta, we gotta even go with the word expectations. What really can you expect out of another human being that's a whole new um conversation that i'm sure we'll get into but uh but that's that's my thought like yes uh so my answer i guess the long and short answer of it is yes and no <laughs> yes some of these expectations may be uh, unrealistic and maybe some of them are not but we got to examine what those expectations are okay okay um what about you, Coach Christina Land? What do you think about that? I have to agree with um, with the love coach. I really, um, first of all, I don't really believe in expectations anyway. I feel like expectations are there for us to to kind of set, and then we typically um, don't get what it is that we expect. So um, I'm not a fan of that word in general. But what I can say is this. If you are that which you desire, like my, I love that term, be that which you desire. I use that constantly. If you are what it is that you desire, you have every right 
to reach for it. Um, and, and you should not settle for anything less than that. Um, I believe firmly that if you are honest, um, and if you are, um, if you are loving, if you are giving, if you are motivated, if you are encouraging, um, whatever that is that you are, you have every right to it. Um, even with the laws of attraction, you know, we receive the, the reciprocal. So, you know, for me, it's all about if, if you want a great man, be a great woman. If you want high quality man, um, be a high quality woman. If you want, um, you know, a faithful, a loyal man, then be that thing that you desire. So as long as we are that, we have every right to to reach for it to dream for it and to inspire to it awesome Outstanding. thank you thank okay. you thank you um i want to shift gears just a little bit we're going to definitely come back to these expectations because i want to expound upon them but i want to also ask about okay so in this space there is like a focus on the deficits that the black woman has and two of those deficits that or a couple of those deficits that at often come up is the lack of femininity that black women have. And this isn't a deficit, but one thing I guess that the, the men like to point out that um, is, you know, that black women need to work on would be um, their attitudes. So I want to know if in your experience, if you see that as a problem, and if so, because <laughs> As black women, uh, you know, I, I don't expect for those that are listening to step up and say, yeah, I have a I have a lack of femininity and I have a bad attitude. But just, uh, you know, what would be like some tips or some tricks that black women can employ to, you know, work on um, work on uh, both of those things. So the lack of femininity and the, the bad attitude or poor attitude that black women display. Do you see that um, in your experience? And, you know, what tips and tricks can black women employ to um, work on those things? And we'll start with uh, Kelvin and then we'll go to Coach Christina Lynn. Okay. So I think that uh, I encourage ladies that, you know, for one thing, um, you, you can't change something that you won't admit to. Right. You, you have to admit that there is a problem in order to fix a problem. Oh, oh, OK. Mm -hmm. So so many women won't actually admit uh, that they are not as feminine as they should be. Um, and, and I'm telling you, which, which is bad, because um, the guy that you want, like that high value, high quality, high, the, the best guy that you, you know, your dream guy. He wants a feminine woman, right? Absolutely. Masculine men desire a feminine woman. As a matter of fact, a the femininity of a woman it, it makes a man even more masculine as he as he sees it. So, um, I, you know, I, I heard a I heard a, a a femininity coach encourage women to all date up. <laughs> she, they would just flat out like like if if you're if you're interested in um in you know, providing, protecting all the things that you are, you're interested in. It was like, you need to get the, the best catch you possibly can get. So date up, do not date down, date up. Right. So when I heard that, I said, you know what? Okay. That's a great strategy. I, I said, uh, on a side note, it sounds like what you're doing is asking the men to date down. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Which is kind Good of a point. problem. 
But but you know what? I'm going. I'm not, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this on the positive tip, right? And I'm gonna tell the men to date up in femininity. Oh, oh. If, if, if they dating up for what it is that they want, then the fellas need to date up for what it is that they want. And you need to find the most feminine, the most um, mm -hmm. approachable, mm -hmm. the, the woman who adds the most value to you. And you Ooh. choose her as your mate. So so women have the I ability, like but you got to you got to first recognize that there is something um, you do. You can do. And this is all a mental shift. Right. And it's a mindset that once you recognize, you know what? Uh, I know what femininity is. It's inside of me. Now, the, now life has kind of worked it out of you, right? Right, but but it's still in there, and and that which you love to do that that uh, agrees with your femininity, just turn it up, and you just crank that thing up every day a little more. Crank it up, crank it up, and you're gonna be right where you need to be. I think that was a wonderful, wonderful answers mm -hmm. by both of you. I like um, it. Yeah, um, Coach Christina didn't have an opportunity to respond, but um, yeah, thank you for that, Kelvin. I think that makes perfect sense. I've never heard anyone um, actually use that, uh, or I've never heard anyone respond in that way uh, as it relates to kind of like evening the playing field. If if women are being told to date up, telling men to, you know, then in that case, you go after the most of whatever it is that you're looking for, the person who possesses the most amount of that. So um, great um, point. I, I, I appreciate your commentary on that. Um, and then Coach Christina, if we, we can go ahead and have you chime in on that question as well. Absolutely. I And I really, really loved what Love Coach had to say. And I totally agree with him 100%. Um, I feel like there is a time and a space for our masculine energy. Um, and, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with having masculine energy as a a feminine woman, um, you know, in, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree, but we have both. We have the feminine and the masculine, and there's a time to use the masculine. Um, now, the time that we use the masculine would be in business. Um, we are the most overlooked in the workforce. So when it comes to business, we, you know, and, and as Black women, we wear so many hats, right? And with that hat of business, um, we have to have that gang face on and we have to take things and be a lot stronger than some other minorities would have to be. Um, and it's just kind of the way it is. You know, we have to have, um, you know, a little bit more masculine energy there. But then when we go home, that's when all the feminine energy just can completely exist and the masculine energy can just fall to the side. It's when we are with our husbands, when we are with our children, our family, our friends, um, embracing them, nurturing them, loving on them. Like that is, that's the beauty of our feminine energy. That's the beauty of being a black woman. That's the beauty of being a mother and a wife um, or a partner. Um, so, you know, it's it's very, very, very important, though, that we understand that, you know, just because we see someone who wears multiple hats and who has a particular game face, poker face, even when they are in business, it does not mean that when they go home, they do not, um, you know, fully enthrottle themselves in their feminine energy, because I know I do that every single day. 
I love it, Coach. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I just want to give a quick reminder um, to the chat to be respectful to our guests. Um, they both have a wealth of experience. They've both been so kind as to take time out of their day to uh, join us in order to discuss this topic. Um, their their experience speaks for itself. Um, even if it, whatever they're saying may not be applicable to you, um, some of y'all are beyond help anyways, but be respectful to our guests. Yeah, um, mods, uh, get on your jobs. There won't be any warning. So let's keep it all the way respectful. We're grown. So let's do that. Um, Coach, I think you guys, both of you bought about some really, really good points. Um, I want to switch gears for a second. And I want to know, um, how do you think feminism has affected um, dating and mating within the United States? Well, I think uh, I think feminism has been uh, one of the one of the chief ways that uh, like it has really impacted specifically men um, as as it relates to dating uh, because many men they don't they don't pursue now because one you know one of the chief reasons men don't pursue women today uh, one of those chief reasons is that um, men don't know what to say. Like, mm. which which seems it seems weird that a man wouldn't know what to say, but uh, he doesn't know often like what to say. Should I? Should how do I approach? How do I see? You know, what do I say to her? How do I not be offensive? Like, cause cause listen, one one of the uh, chief, um, one of the chief, uh, uh, you know, penalties uh, that men face is rejection. But one of the one of the biggest, or I could say the worst things a man can be is creepy, right? And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so men and men, many men recognize that. So he's trying not to be creepy. Um, but it, so, how do you not be creepy? How do you not be offensive? And if he stands there long enough in his head, guess what he's gonna do? Probably psych himself out. Yeah, and then turn around and walk away. <laughs> wow right because he's standing there and and when a guy is standing there staring at you he's going through a whole list of things in his mind is she taken is she married is she uh involved with somebody do i have a chance is she gonna blow me out like all of these things and and so um you know i teach the, uh, for the ladies you know uh, there's there are subtle little things that you can do that can um help him to feel comfortable in approaching you uh, but uh, if you don't if you don't do some of these things, some of these little little key things, um, they really a, a guy can just like he can get stuck in his head. And once he's stuck in his head, the only action is no action. <laughs> the action is to, is to hit hit the door and, and uh, cry about it later in his head. So you said it, it really affects like how men approach women. Um I'm, and I'm going to go back to something. Um, Coach Christina, what about you? What do you think? How do you think it's affected uh, mating and dating? I think it's affected it um, tremendously, actually. I, I, I think if we notice um, gender roles, even, that's, you know, they've, they've changed. You know, um, there's a lot of um, women head of households um, and women who are married and still head of household. Um, you know, so yeah, like I, there has been a tremendous change and I, I can't say it's for 
um, all, all this is for the best. Um, one part that it has brought that I thought was good is a sort of notion of equality, equality in dating, equality in marrying. Um, you know, you have the right to choose who you want to marry. You have the right to, um, to say no. You have, you know, so many different rights um, that, that it did bring about, but then it began to change the degree to how we understand one another as men and women. And I think that it it kind of, it, it really kind of made things a little negative on that front, especially with our people in general. I think we lost something um, along the way when it was really meant to be such a great thing. You know, I think we forgot that, you know, there are certain traditions that are good. Um, you know, obviously, when we say that a man is to lead the household, um, we don't mean that he just bosses us around and he treats us like we're children. Um, it's mm. that he is that we choose a wise person that is going to be the head of the household, but we're still the backbone. We are still mm. the backbone of that. We are the heart and soul of that household functioning. And I think that's that part sometimes gets lost in translation. I think it's so necessary to um, to speak to that because so many people think like of terms like the word submit are really negative terms now and, and, right. and it shouldn't be because, you know, submission comes one to another, not just a wife to a husband. It's a husband to, to his wife as well. You know? So I think, I think that's something that we kind of lost, lost sight of, if that makes sense. Um, you know what, that, but that... oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 sweetie. Go ahead, honey. I was going to say, um, being within this space, when you talk about like husbands uh, submitting to their wives and wives submitting to their husbands, um, most people only kind of see it from one um, perspective when we're within this space, right? And it's like if you say something about the man actually submitting to his wife, um, I think it's a dirty word on the other side as well. Like if, if a man hears something about submission, well, that means the woman is running him. But, you know, when you're within a relationship, there are going to be some things that your uh, mate might be uh, better at than you. So why not let them be in charge of what they're good at or where their strengths are? What do you think about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah, I Absolutely. agree with that. I think submission, when you think about submission, like typically people think of like you're under uh, someone else like sub you're below or under someone else and I think that is why it has such a negative connotation but to your point Danny I think it is important for us to yield to one another as it relates to our strength and I'm sorry coach Christina I would love to hear um, your thoughts on that uh -oh. Oh, she like might have got kicked off. She, she might have got a, a call or something I'm sure she will um, be right back with us so um let me see. I, so, I go ahead. Yeah, I, okay. I can I can speak to that. Um, I I think the the we do get the that idea of submission wrong, right? Uh, if we're trying to achieve something, then there's a mission, right? So then, wh whatever it is, like we both need to get under the mission, submission. We both getting under the mission and making sure that uh, the thing succeeds now. There can only be one leader at a time on each mission. Maybe the mission is 
finance and maybe the woman is better at that finance so we both get under the mission but then she leads the mission you you understand um maybe there's there's other things um that that he will be better at they both get under the mission of agreement and then he takes the lead on the on on the mission you understand so uh so as long as we understand like we are not against each other but there's only one mission that we're dealing with and somebody has to lead and somebody has to follow. That's it. That's it right there. Like it's the one vision thing that's being on one accord, you know, in order for us to walk as one, we have to have the same objective together. And so by doing that, we gather each other's resources. We gather each other's weaknesses, each other's strengths, and we identify them all together as one and that is how you create a smooth operating flowing um well-oiled machine body so that I mean, oh. that's what it is i love that absolutely love that um i wanted to just make a quick comment that um as it relates to dating really and truly not a whole lot has changed this is to some of the comments that i'm seeing um uh i, I don't in addition to the fact that not a whole lot changes as it relates to dating courting is essentially the same uh women still want to be courted there is still an expectation that a man is you know to to be chivalrous um not a whole lot has changed over even if we're saying like the past 30 40 40 years um, when we talk about dating. In addition, the men in this space constantly, um, constantly push rhetoric that um, would align with a traditional style of mating. So uh, if the the coaches are like focused on that original dating plan, then that would be in line with what the men in this space desire. So I personally don't see anything wrong with that, but I did want to ask the coaches a question. Um, one common thing that I often hear in this space, that we often hear in this space too, is a uh, point relating to Black women and their um, desi- well, their their inability to compete. So, for example, uh, we hear men in this space say that when they're out and about and they're at different functions, that women of other races don't hesitate to approach them, don't mind, you know, being the ones to pursue them and approaching them, sending them a drink, whereas black women will just kind of gather in a group and they'll look, but they're not really going to approach. They may um you know, turn their nose up when they see women of other races approaching black men, but black women don't really want to compete. So I would love to hear you all's take on that. Um, if if that is something that you see and, you know, any commentary that you want to add relating to maybe why black women don't compete or, compete or there's that, you know, different dynamic when we look at black women and women of other races and being that um, coach is now, I guess, the, the, the first person um, when we drop to the bottom row uh, we'll start with coach and then we'll um, throw it over to Kelvin. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I do see that. Um, and, you know, but then again, like some of my girlfriends who I watch in action, they take complete charge when they see somebody that they want, they go right for them. So I think it's all kind of, um, you know, it's, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, you, you, you won't really know for sure if, if it's really true. I know for me, I love, like, if I see something that I like 
and I'm I'm taking a drink, I'm by myself, I don't care where I'm at. If I see something that I like, I am going to make sure that there is eye contact, you know, and if there's eye contact, I'm going to proceed. I don't have no problem with stepping out and saying, hello, how you doing? <laughs> you know, like I don't have no problem doing that. And I think, you know, maybe that's because my mom is kind of, you know, like she was kind of that, that kind of you know, kind of woman that just, you know, she just, when, when she knew she liked something or wanted something, she, she got to it. She was always about it. So I think I kind of followed that suit. So I, I don't suffer with that problem. Kelvin, what do you think about that? <laughs> so uh, uh, Christina, that's interesting. <laughs> that's, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> uh Okay, so I, I think that men should women women should um, make themselves known, right? There's not there's actually nothing wrong with uh, going over there saying hello if you see somebody y'all y'all both standing there near the apples <laughs> in the grocery store and he's checking out the apples and you checking him out and the apples. Um, there's nothing wrong with going over there suggesting them pink lady apples as being uh, the best choice because they're your favorite. Cause they're the best. Cause I'm an apple kind of sewer. So I I'm into them <laughs> apples like that, <laughs> but um, you know, and, and it's just kind of making friends. See, I think, I think we put too much pressure on uh, the whole process. You know, uh, uh, there's just too much pressure. You're just making friends. And if you go if, look, everything that you have, your job, your house, your car, you took action to get those things. So I don't see there see it being anything wrong with just going over there and saying hello. Now I don't, you know. Now I, I'm a, I'm going to caution you on the type of hello <laughs> that that you give. You know, a, a friendly hello is good enough, and he'll take it from there, or he won't. But you go over there. What? Look, hey, what's up, big? What's what's up, tall drink? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind taking a sip of you. Because <laughs> you know, I was going to ask. Okay. I was going to ask, wouldn't that make like certain certain forms of approach, wouldn't that, and especially coming from the woman, um, most men think that, or the men that I've surveyed, because I kind of did a, a little survey on this, when they're approached by a woman, the woman has something to give away easily. Like she's open to giving um up something about herself and so i was like um when a woman is too aggressive does that diminish um the man's role because mm -hmm. and, and this is just my opinion i feel like men are supposed to be the natural hunters um yeah and so i was wondering about that like does that diminish the man's role when a woman approaches i like that question because i am a big fan of the theory that men are hunters i really am i and and i love that and i give them plenty of room to do that but i'm also a huntress and i'm not gonna lie to you like if i see something I like i i will make sure that that person knows it just through the eye contact and once i see his eye contact see now remember i'm not saying that i'm just like all up on him all I'm right. doing is a like strict eye eye contact just to let him know I see you. And then once Coach, you you go you gonna go look at him for about three seconds and look away. Three seconds look away. But when I look back, if he looking at me, that means it's time for me to go. I can go ahead and stand there. <laughs> and when I stand there, 
Because remember, body body language is real, y'all. Body language is very real. much his so. Body, his whole body going to halfway turn around. Like, he's going to let me know. Step to me. Step to me. Like, you know, he's going he gonna to do it. Like, so all I do is I watch for it. And as soon as I see it, then I ease on up. And it's just, hi. And then I turn around. But then at that point, I turn around straight forward. And then I allow him to proceed to engage me. So it's not me <laughs> engaging him. It's just me saying hi. Like, let him know I acknowledge you. And then that is it. This way, you know, it makes their job a whole lot easier. Like, you know, if you if you just all tight and all closed and you just sitting there with your legs crossed and you looking all pretty, it's not that easy for them to gauge who you are, how you feel, like, you know, if they, you know, if there's a mutual interest. So I just make it just a little bit easier, not easy, mind you. I'm not saying I'm easy because I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm a whole nother level on, on, on that end. But I'm allowing him to know, yep, the door is open. Step to me. Okay. So so I'm, I'm going to push back against Co- Coach Christina. <laughs> Don't push coach too hard now. I'm gonna push back against Coach Christina. Okay. Um, Coach Christina's uh perspective on that works for um excuse me for this expression, uh for a woman of a certain age. Right? This that that approach right there works for a woman of a certain age who's 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 lived life comfortable like like she ain't got nothing to lose <laughs> you know what i mean like like she she's she's that kind of woman and she don't you know she she don't care right she she she's cool with it um but if you are 25 a 25 hot little 20 23 year old that maybe listening to this you know 29 28 year old um young woman um the best thing you can do is yes, open yourself, um, allow him to to see you, right? But I, I'm 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 kind of somewhat against you that 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 forward approach, because I'm telling you, um, if you are too forward, the 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 guy is he's already putting you in a category. When he sees you, he's putting you in a category. Okay, I understand that from the jump. You are going into a category in his mind, and see, ev- and everything you do. No, Kelvin. No. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let, okay. let me let me finish that. Um, everything you do, uh, in that moment, puts you more into one category or another, and he decides what he you know how he's going to play it, and he he's going to however he decides from that moment, it it generally won't change. Okay, so you want to you want to be flirtatious, but um, be careful in the flirtation that it don't turn into kind of like looking like looking like a slut and looking like a smash material um, that you're going to be you're going to be found on the road dead at like roadkill in, in the game of love. I totally disagree. A hundred percent disagree with you on that one. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Elaborate for us, coach. Let us know. I'm going to tell you why I disagree because we are, we are all human beings having a spiritual experience. And at the end of the day, like you like what you like. And, and I'm not about to sit up here and see something that I like, like it's, it, first of all, it's hard for me to see that, number one. 
Like, I don't just, it is very, very rare that I see something that, like, I just really like. And I'm like, okay, that that looks like me, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's not easy to find that. So once you see it, you you mean to tell me you just let that just slide? Like, you just, no, why not? Like, why not just ease on up? And, and I'm not saying throw yourself out and have all your boobs hanging out and your butt out and all of this mess. I'm not telling you to, to look like no hoe. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you to, you know, you just assert yourself towards what you want. And there is absolutely mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. I'm not telling you to pick him up. I'm not telling you to come up with a pickup line. I'm not telling you to do nothing but just say hi. And it's just a certain way that you do that. It's a way that you have, you make sure that there is eye contact before you even go up there to do that. And then once you do that and you look forward and you don't look back at him, you make sure that he engages you after that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And there is nothing, mm. uh, nothing wrong whatsoever with, you know, with putting yourself out there to be open in that way. Not at all. Like I completely no. don't receive that. Now I have seen it where, um, you know, it was something negative where a girl was like all up on the guy, like, you know, throwing herself at him. Yeah, like you so sexy and no, like mm -hmm. don't, you don't have to do that. Like no, there's nothing on the outside of you to look for anyway. Like and I, I'm really, really big on yeah. believing that you know we have all that we need on the inside of ourselves, and it's nothing to look forward to as far as somebody else on the outside of us. It's not like they're just welcome additions to our own happiness. And if you are a happy, secure individual, why not go for what it is that you want in a way mm -hmm. that is like like a soft way, like you know what I mean? Just very, very soft, very moderately. Just go I like it, coach. And yeah, the men are rooting for it because the men in this space, they complain that they say that, you know, black women are essentially getting outbid because they're not even bidding. You may see something you like, but you're too busy standing in a corner holding up the wall as opposed to, you know, approaching or, you know, making even making yourself approachable. You know, so, I don't know, Concrete, because I'm kind of thinking about it now. If a man wants something, like I said, it. I, and I think Coach had said something earlier that kind of that kind of struck with that I kind of stuck with was that um, men are actually afraid to talk like they won't even go and talk. And so I'm saying like um, she shouldn't have to be the be the one to say anything like if she gives you a social cue, Agreed. like oh, if yeah. you can look oh, at yeah. the woman and she gives you a social cue. That should tell the man, okay, she Agreed. looked at me. She looked at me long enough. I should be the one to approach her. I don't think oh. she should. It's necessary for her to go over and say hi if they've already kind of made the eye contact. That's and, not. Well, I think that we're not getting down into any thinkers now. Like, okay, if she says just hi, because like if somebody's staring at me, I'm gonna wave hi. Like I'm just a, and I've done that my whole life because I'm a friendly person. So I'll be like hi, even if it's not something that I'm interested in. So I think like she, she's not saying like overkill where you're just throwing no, no, yourself. I under, like, you know, no, so what I'm high. saying is like, no. <laughs> I, I understand totally what she is saying. Yeah. She is saying that um, you can get social cues from a person if they're approachable or not. But what I'm saying is if I turn around and I actually give you eye contact, I give you enough eye contact, that is a social cue for you to say, hey, what's up? If I look at you long enough, that should tell you something. Um, I just don't feel like I, I like. So so can I let me jump in on this? Sure. I, I'll tell you. So this is what I what I talk about with the men. 
I, I teach this. Now, um, I understand why some men desire ice cream <laughs> rather than uh, go out and grow your own vegetables and to and water your own vegetables and watch the process and eat from the garden that you created. Like one is easier <laughs> and one is harder, right? So, so, but what I what I teach the guys is don't wait for a social cue. You're a friggin' lion. Lions don't wait for the zebras to come lay down in front of them mm. <laughs> and, and be like, would you, are you hungry, Mr. Lion? <laughs> <laughs> right? No, them, them, them lions understand that when, it, when the sun comes up, they got to be chasing or they are not going to eat. They have to go after what they want. And when they catch the prize, Ooh, it's, it's, it tastes so good. Um, and it, cause they understand that's what it, that's, this is the game you play. Right. And so, so, uh, I tell the men, don't wait for no social cues. Don't wait for no uh, hair to go back. Don't wait for no, don't even wait for the eye contact. If you see a woman you want to meet, you go after her, right? Yes, you are taking the chance of her telling you no. She might be married. She might be engaged. She might have a boyfriend, but none of that matters to a lion, right? If she say mm -hmm. no, she just said no. Next. Because <laughs> right. while you, while you wasted time talking to her, um, three more just walk behind you, and those those are available to you too. As a man, all things are available to you. So th there's no restrictions, and you don't have to wait for anything. You go after what you want. Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna read the super chats. Shout out to John Doe. He says, "I'm not approaching if you have resting B face." Sorry. Mm. John, go approach the mean girl. That's why she got it. She ain't got no mind. Um, shout out <laughs> to Mr. Curlin, honey. He said, um, Christina is right. A woman's approach is to put herself in a in place to get noticed. The guy should take over after. That's about as forward as it gets. Now, that's pretty okay. much what I did with Curlin. Um, mm -hmm. I just positioned myself like, hey, you want to be my friend? And he want, he wanted to be my friend. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> See, it worked. Uh, yeah, I just put myself in a little position. I, but I wasn't going, you know, it, it really, and I had like sincere intent, like when I hopped in his inbox, like, hey, can I add you to my other page? And he was like, wait a minute. I never knew that you approached him, that you were, that technically you made the first move then. Technically I did, but wait, it wasn't okay. me, it wasn't me making a move. Um, I just thought that he was funny and he was cool. And so I was like, well, can, do you want to join me on my other Facebook page? And he never stopped talking. And so, you know, that's never mind. But I didn't, I wouldn't say that. Um, yeah, I guess I can say I made the first. Y'all see, I that's made. how she got the ring. Y'all look, take notes. <laughs> Shout, out to Jack <laughs> Shout out to Jack Spade. Um, he says, panel guest, is it possible? Can we just get to the X's and O's? of the single people's games. This is the mixed messages that has created the mess we have now. I agree with Jack. Go on, Jack Spade. Mm, okay, okay. Thank Go you so Jack much. Spade. Absolutely. Okay. But by the way, y'all, I've had four rings. So it's something out here what I'm doing. Oh, oh right. Mike. Call, okay. call Coach Mike. Christina Michael Jordan up in this thing, honey. <laughs> okay. She the J-Lo of the dating game, honey. Y'all don't know nothing. 
Oh my gosh, stop cutting up. Okay. It's okay. on you, Danny. Okay. Well, what is the most common complaint that you guys hear from men about women? That's a good one. I know that one. We talk too much. <laughs> That's oh. the common complaint that I heard from um from men is that mm. we complain way too much. Way too much. Too much nagging. The the nagging thing, the talking too much, complaining too much. Um, and that's it. That's it. But okay, you know, okay. I don't know if that's the truth though. I don't know if that's the truth. You don't think that's the truth? I've heard that a lot too, Coach. I've heard so men say that something. women there must be some truth to but... it then if you don't heard it a lot. I've heard it. <laughs> and two, you know how women are. We, we we're into details, so we gotta break everything down. Like a a three minute story will tell us fifteen minutes because we gotta tell you what kind of shoes he had on, if he had on socks, you know. So men are just like get get to the point. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, uh, if, I'll answer that. Um, the the two things that I hear guys talking about the most is men saying that women are just oppositional like oppositional and mm-hmm. and and lack in in that femininity department right she's just difficult to work with just difficult uh and you know that's it so that, those are their words difficult uh difficult and oppositional mm-hmm. like like my man say um i want to take you out to dinner <laughs> um i'm going to take you to let's say uh i don't know STK high-end restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, well, can we go someplace else? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't like that place. Can we go someplace else? Wow. Like, like, like you already oppositional from the door. You already um don't want to do the thing that he's trying to set up for you for us to do. So mm-hmm. like a, a woman who's oppositional to, in the beginning will be oppositional all the way through. So you need to just cut cut her wow, loose. Wow, that's a good one. Mm. Oh, wow, Kelvin. Um, um, thank you for sharing that because that is like kind that of one. like the consensus of, of what we, we often hear in this space. And that is a good one. And just even you bringing up the example that you did is funny, like in that case, because women will complain that we want a man to take charge and to do the planning and da 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 da. But, you know, we will oppose something when they come up with it. So that's a good one. And I, I think there may be some merit to that. Mm. And I'd also want to know from the opposite, what's the biggest complaints that you hear, hear women have that, that women have about men? Commitment. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, concrete. Now, I hear it constantly from my clients. They have yeah. such a hard time with um, the, like they'll be with the man for years, three years, four years, and still no real commitment. They kind of hold on to the audacity of hope. Uh-oh. 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 Hoping, one, hoping one day, but that day ain't gonna come. Oh wow! Yeah. And what I hear is uh, is consistency. Mm. <laughs> that men are just not consistent enough. You know, they start off with a big bang, but it gets smaller and smaller, and next mm-hmm. thing you know, just it just falls off, and there's it's mm-hmm. it's over. That representative yeah. that wore off. That's what. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or they got some. Um. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Real fast. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
We know it. But go ahead, Danny. It looks like we got quite a few super chats. Um, shout out to Mr. Curlin. Um, he says, Yep. And I was like, What's up with you? The rest <laughs> is history. Y'all cute. Uh uh-uh, uh, I can't stand y'all. Like, really? Pretty much, honey. I was like, That's all. I was just wanting to add you to the page. Honey, he wouldn't stop talking. I was like, Okay. <laughs> I love it. That's all it took. You know what? You positioned yourself. Yeah. She done positioned herself, baby. Honey. Come on now. <laughs> Shut out. Position, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> they say if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, ain't that? <laughs> I heard that. Um, shout out to Black Witch Adolf. She says that's what happened with my marriage. I positioned Aww. myself and he did the rest. Listen, shout out to you and really Black really Wizard. Out y'all giving me all the feels. Two kids look, ladies. Uh, Y'all better be taking notes though, because what this what is this showing that putting yourself in position can lead to you know the the commitment that women desire. Now ain't nobody telling you to go club them over the head and, and drag them <laughs> off now. But... I ain't saying that. And don't put yourself in position with Pookie. Now we're talking about quality men. Look, <laughs> I need to put that out. They can put themselves in position. They can put. (laughs) Listen, this space always talks so bad about Pookie and Ray Ray. They say that's all black women want to date is Pookie and Ray Ray. So this is a a space that's supposed to be like filled with you know educated men or you know the working class man, uh, 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 the thinking productive man. So I wanted to put that caveat out there for the ladies. Yes. Um, shout out to Mr. Sean. He says, panel guest, I feel as if women don't understand the dynamics and the roles of a relationship and how they work. Do you agree? Um, excellent question, Sean. Thank you so much for that super chat. That's an amazing question, Sean. I love your, like, everybody in the comments are pretty dope for the most part, like really conscious thinkers. Um, for Sean, I think, I think he's right. Um, I think that's because us as women, we've been kind of forced to wear so many hats. Not that we want to wear, wear all those doggone hats. Not all of us want to, you know, figure out the whole entire game. Some of us do want leadership and, and some of us do want covering from our husbands. Um, we just don't have them around, you know? So, um, yeah, so it's, it's not easy to... Um, uh, you know, to be able to fall in line with those gender roles when you're used to juggling every single thing day in and day out. And then here comes this beautiful man who is in love with you. And he's like, okay, hey, but now I want to share in the responsibility and I want to help lead you through it. Um, it's not easy to let go of some of those hats, you know, um, but it's necessary. It's necessary in order to evolve into a healthy, happy relationship. Absolutely. It is necessary. Um, and I think that a lot of us don't um, surrender that that extra hat that we're wearing um, because of fear. Um, I think it, it comes from a fearful place. I think that if, if we feel like we put all of our um, apples in one basket, um, things can fall away. I remember hearing stories from the elders in my family and they would tell me oh girl I got I got so many secret bank accounts you know he don't know nothing about it but just in case you know every it's always that just in case it's that fear it's just a fear that's all it is um but we can't live in fear we live in fear then we live in drought 
We live in dry places. Fear is not a place that is watered. Fear is not a place that has sunlight. It's dark and it's rigid and it's no, there's no fluidity in fear. So we have to walk in love when it comes to, um, you know, becoming one with someone. If you're going to make the decision, trust in yourself, um, trust in you, believe in you, like know that, you know, your, your heart is not leading you here for, um, for your um, downfall is leading you here. And it, this is your blessing. So I, I, you know, I really, really feel strongly about um, putting that hat down and allowing that man to come in and allowing him to lead as he should. Mm, I like that coach. I like it, like it, like it. Mm -hmm. um, Kelvin, did you want to respond to that uh, last super chat from Sean? Yeah, um, I'll just respond a little there. Um, you know, one of the things that I think happens is people are suffering with a relationship PTSD, right? They got, they got relationship post-traumatic stress and, and it's really, uh, you know, it's stuck in their head about the thing that mm -hmm. didn't go right uh, last time or the time before that, or three years ago. And, and the minute somebody does the thing, that's just like um, the last person. It's like, uh, uh, no, like, like we got, we got a quick cutoff uh, kind of thing happening. And, you know, you just can't build something with with the, you know, being on edge all the time, you know. So, I mean, I, I understand it. You know, we, we got to protect ourselves, our heart and all of that sort of thing. But um, I think in order for love to come in, you're going to have to open the door. And mm. that, can, that, that could be difficult for some people to do, but it has to be done. If, if love. Yes. Yes. Something else can blow in the door while you <laughs> when that door comes open. Um, but it's the chance you take there's no there's no safe way to you can't drive with it with your emergency brake on um so you definitely have to have to leave the door open for love to come dang you're dropping some nuggets i absolutely love it yes that relationship ptsd i'm definitely putting that in my notes i'm putting that in my repertoire so thank you thank you yes. for that um shamelessly stealing that um, but thank you for that commentary. I wanted to ask another question. So with all that is going on, there's so much divisiveness um, amongst Black men and Black women, which makes it increasingly difficult to date, of course. I want to know both of you all's perspectives on whether or not Black women should consider opening up their options and possibly dating out. Like if, you know, we're having all of this, this there, there's so much, you know, turmoil amongst Black men and Black women that we can't get through the muckety muck so to speak, um, in order to, 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 you know, do the whole dating and mating dance, then should black women be looking outside of black men? Um, coach, we'll start with you and then we'll uh, go ahead and toss it to Kelvin. Um, for me, like, you, you know, I just believe that we are all one. I think that we are all one. Um, I am a lover of my people. I love the brothers, I love them so much with all my heart. My first husband um, is actually African. Um, I love them with all my heart, but they don't always love me. Um, so um, I'm like, I'm one that's just completely open. I'm, I'm open to whatever it is that the most high has for my life. Um, you know, obviously being that I love, love my people, um, you know, my preference has always been 
um, a black man. It always has been, but I have been blessed to have some of the most amazing relationships with those who are outside of my race as well. So um, it's whatever the most high says, you know, whatever is for me is for me. Okay. Okay. Coach, I respect it. Thank you. Thank you for your contribution. Um, Kelvin, what are your thoughts? Okay. So you guys know that the world is open. The world is wide open mm-hmm. and you no longer have to only choose from the, the, you know, the three guys in your village who, who lives on your block or in your, you know, in your neighborhood, who's available. Like the whole world is open. Like we, we doing business with people around the world. I hired somebody from Fiverr to do, um, to, to do some work for me for my websites. And, and he's in like Islamabad or somewhere. And I paid him. He did the job and I paid him. You, you know what I mean? We doing business. And so I think that just like that happens, um, love is is open. Like we live in the greatest time in human history where you can connect with anybody anywhere. So why only, um, you know, narrow yourself down to who's in front of you? I, I Look, I was on uh, Instagram today and I saw uh, Steve Harvey's doing, he, he's an, in Africa, doing uh, his family feud in Africa. <laughs> right. What what does that tell you? When you see these little subtle things like that, uh, that's a, that's a sign that, um, you know, possibility. He's not going to Africa for no reason. <laughs> He's going there because there's possibility and there's opportunity there that um, that is 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 just open to him. So I'm telling you, love is open to you. Maybe the person who's right for you doesn't live in your in your city, in your town. Um, but the opportunity is open because the world is open. Wow. Thank you, Kelvin. So you heard it from both coaches. They're saying, listen, you know, don't, don't, um, don't, uh, don't, you know, minimize your, your dating options by only, uh, you know, relegating dating to those who look like you or in your close proximity that we are in a new age where you can talk to someone on the opposite end of the globe and possibly connect with them. Uh, I'm a conscious black woman, so y'all know how I feel. However, I'm not the expert. So we're going to listen to the, the dating coaches. Uh, but we did get a super chat from Bro Curlin, and he has a great question. He said, question for the panel guests. How do you handle clients that are extremely jaded with the dating market, but got all the answers and you can't tell them ish? Um, Coach, we'll start with you and then we'll have Kelvin chime in on that one. Some people are have ears to hear and are willing to listen. Um, some people literally seek to understand, I believe, um, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom and all that get and get an understanding. That's one of my favorite um, scriptures. And um, I'm not coming from a Christian place. I'm just spiritual. I study with everybody. Um, But that's one of the scriptures that I just absolutely love. Um, So there are some people who you can't talk to. There's some people that you can't work with. And, you know, before I, um, I accept a client, I do a consultation to see if there's someone who is open and receptive to learning and to um, accepting truth that may really, really hurt. Okay. Um, And through that evaluation, I know if I can have a client or not, but I tried many years ago um, to deal with someone who just would not hear me. And it was the most frustrating 
thing I ever went through. And I was like, man, my, my energy is so low every time I deal with this particular um, client. And then I went to my former coach, one of my mentors, and I told them about this particular person. He said, he said, oh no, honey, uh-uh, mm-mm. that kind of person is just not willing. They're not open to change. Now, maybe in a couple years, they'll be open, but not right now. You cannot give your energy to just anybody. You have to let them go and set them free. So I took that as um, like, that's something I lead with from the very beginning when I deal with a client now. I like it. I like it. Thank you, coach. I appreciate mm -hmm. that um, response. That I love that. Um, Kelvin, what about you? What are your, uh, what's your response to the question? Yeah. So uh, my, here's my response. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. A mm. woman, a woman Ooh. convinced against her will is of the same opinion still. You can't talk somebody out of their their committed belief, right? Look, I'll tell them, we're not even going to be able to work together if you are stuck on this idea that possibility doesn't exist for you. Like, if, if, you, if you can't even get to the place to it, that you believe that you are worthy of love, that's where we got to start. <laughs> we got to start on the personal development uh, part of this, the personal growth. We got to work with you uh, understanding love for yourself. You can't love anybody if you don't love you. Now, and, and listen to this, I, I've, uh, at, you know, coming from working in the uh, social service business of working with men and boys, uh, I've, I've had men that I had to, um, that I worked with. And one guy in particular came from the foster care system in New Jersey, you know, like he, he was always in foster care. And this man said, he reported to me, he said, I've never been loved. Wow. And, and, wow. and I, wow. I, yeah, and I was, I was shocked. I was like, I was, look, I was shocked like y'all just said, right? And, and um, I'm like, wait, 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 what do you mean never? He said, I, you know, I was in foster care. I went from foster care to foster care to foster care. Mm -hmm. um, I slept in the, he said, we slept in a, in a, in a, in a basement that was like that dirty, dank old house kind of basement with, mm -hmm. with a one little heater. They said, throw us food down the steps, like, like dogs and treated us like, like filth. And he said, you know what? And I never felt love. Right. And so now this man is a grown man and there's a woman who is expecting him to love her. Right. Cause he's a handsome wow. guy, well-built all these things. Mm -hmm. And you know, so for some women, and, and I hate to break this to you, you might actually have to teach a man how to love you. Wow. That but, is something but, to consider. And look, check it out, though. On the reverse side, you might get, have the pleasure of teaching a man how to love you. Oh. That's interesting. Now, and that's, that's a way to look at it. You know, I, but I, I look at it like this and what I've noticed about most black women, most black women want a completed project. We don't want to have to teach you how to. Um, and, and a lot of us look at it like you're having to teach the man how to be a man. A lot of women feel like you should come um, complete. You know, uh, a lot of women see that we'll have our degrees. Uh, we've own we own our own houses. A lot of us mm -hmm. have started businesses. We're doing it. 
And then you have somebody who's handsome, but they lack a lot of, um, they lack a lot of things. They may know how to have sex, but um, there's no, uh, the masculinity can be lacking somewhat. Um, and this is my opinion for a lot of women. And what do y'all think about that? I, you know what? Let me just say this, Danny. I want to push back a little bit because I okay. think, I don't know that it's a lot of women who, there, there are, you know, uh, there's a certain set of black women who don't mind, you know, taking in someone that 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 Got needs you. some quote unquote work. But I, I wanted to say that um, if you no matter who you get in relationship with, you're having to teach them how you want to be loved. They're having to learn your love language. They're having to learn, you know, what what uh, makes you tick. They're having to learn the, the idiosyncrasies that relate to who you are as a person. Um, so I think a lot of times when we hear that, that can be kind of alarming. But in all reality, in every relationship that you enter, they're having to learn what you what you enjoy, your favorite foods. You're learning about that person and how to love them as you're getting to know them. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out for us to, uh, you know, consider it. I think that's a good point, Concrete. Really good point. Thank you. And to me, see, just drop the mic. I mean, that's it. That's what it is. I mean, it's a learning process. It's, a, it's an entire process. Like the whole thing is first. The first thing you have to do when dating is just to observe and to ask the right questions to find out if this person is somebody who's going to be best suited to be your partner in life, you know, or your partner for a long period of time. So, you know, once that process is done and then you've got um, you've got your your match, quote unquote, there's still so much work to be done. And this is a process that has to occur every day. Like that consistency thing. I think I heard um, the love coach say something about um, women complain about consistency. Well, consistency is a fountain, a foundation builder in, in relationships. Consistency is very important. It's something that we can't lose sight of along with trust and along with respect. These are like the building blocks of a solid foundation. So um, yeah, so when, and, and all of that is, it's really just staying as consistent as you can, staying curious about the person that you're interested in, letting them know that you that they matter to you and you want to know the little things. You know, do they like hot sauce on the chicken? <laughs> like silly stuff like that. And I know it sounds crazy, but those little things matter to people. You know, that's important. Matter. That's important. I need to know that. It is. Mm -hmm. and it, it's, it's just the smallest little things that make relationships really, really work. It makes people feel like, oh, you put you put an effort into me like you really care. Like you remember that my favorite meal is this, this and this. And, and you made it tonight. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's such a small thing, but it's the sweetest sentiment. So. So. Um, OK, well, what, what I wanted to ask you, ladies. What about in the process of like healing each other? Do you think that we're responsible for that? And it's on both sides. Do you think we're responsible for that? Um, I'm going to let coach answer that. And then I'll also let um, Kelvin also join in on that. But before I let them answer, I wanted to ask you guys both a question. Um, how do you feel about us opening it up for just a little bit, just to allow a few questions from the chat? Like they would come up and ask, you know, a question or two, just a few select people. Sure, let's rock. Okay, great. Um, so uh, then I'll throw the question back. Um, since Coach uh, answered that was the last person to answer the last question, let's let's start with Kelvin. Uh, how do you respond to um, Sister George's question? 
All right. Um, so we talking about healing and um, should you deal with, is that, is it deal with somebody that's, that needs healing uh, as I'm kind of interpreting the question? I think she wants to know, like, is it, is it our responsibility, right? Do like you know, if you really come across a person who's um, had like a trauma or they had like a person that's never been loved before, right. And you're dealing with this person that's never been loved. And it seems to me that a lot of us get get with people that we don't know how to fix. We don't know what to do with them. Um, and I feel like we're probably more of a problem than we actually are a solution because I, I don't really I can't necessarily say that I'm responsible for healing somebody. Um, certain aspects might be within my scope. You can love a person, but certain aspects you can't love them out of the way of if that makes sense. Right, right, right. I got you. Um, so, but uh, you know what the word that sticks out to me is responsibility. Are mm -hmm. you like, like responsible for someone else's healing? So listen, when that comes, when it comes to that, I'm telling you, everybody stand still, stop where you are before you take one step to help somebody in their healing, stop where you are and examine yourself. Right. Uh, are you being Florence Nightingale? Y'all know, y'all remember who Florence Nightingale is? She's the she was the first U.S. nurse. Mm -hmm. Are you being Florence Nightingale? And, and for the guys, are you being Captain Saberhoe? Right now, in, Ooh. Ooh. In, in, in 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 both of those scenarios, they seem sometimes so innocent. They seem so so altruistic they seem so wonderful but really um um uh florence nightingale is actually getting something out of it she's acting like she's really putting in because i want to make sure that you feel good and you feel healing but she gets that warm feeling like i helped him <laughs> right you wouldn't look you wouldn't even be where you are if, if look if they ever get an accident uh in, in an argument if you ever get in an argument with Florence Nightingale, she will remind you <laughs> that you you were broken before you met me. You were you you oh so you high and mighty now, but I did this, I did that, I did the other thing, and all these things. And so you know, yes, people sometimes come to relationships and they need healing, but the healer needs to watch themselves and make sure that you're not doing too much. Make sure, yeah, uh, the brother, you're trying, to, you're trying to save her, but should you be trying to save her? Is it your job to be saving her? And, and how much saving is, is, is going to be required for this job, <laughs> okay? Is, is this saving going to be, you know, you're going to continually have to save and save and save, and then you're going to, you're going to feel like, well, well, she's taking advantage of me. And it's like, yo, wait a minute. Um... No, she she's not taking advantage of you. You 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 set this up. So be careful about trying to be somebody's therapist instead of sending them to a therapist. Mm. Thank all you. Right, Coach. Listen, drop the mic then. Um, all right, Coach. Uh, over to you for your response on the question. I like that, love, Coach. Um, yeah, I. I'm not even responsible for your happiness. I'm sorry. I'm not responsible to heal you either. Um, you are responsible for your own happiness. You are responsible for your own healing. I am just a addition 
to that healing. I'm an addition to that happiness. So what I will do for your healing is I will provide you a safe space where you can come to me and you can unload, you can unpack. I can massage you. I can let you know, hey, baby, I'm right here. I'm with you. I'm rooting you on. I'm praying with you. I'm praying for you. But at the end of the day, your healing is yours and yours alone. This is not my ride. It's yours. So I'm just there along for the ride. And I'm there to, um, you know, to let you know that you're not alone and that you can do it. But it's all up to you. Um, you know, and then as far as the happiness thing goes, same thing with that. I, you know, I, I have spoken with so many people who condition themselves to believe or who have been conditioned to believe that they are meant to save um, their spouses and their partners from themselves and that, you know, they're here to give them the life and the love that they never had in their lives and all of this stuff. And that's such a sweet thing to say. It's such a nice thing to try to do. But at the end of the day, um, I can't give you happiness if you have none. Um, there's, it's not possible. No matter how much I pour into you, you won't be able to receive it. You won't be able to receive it because you won't believe it for yourself. And it's up to you, you know, by the time you get to me to be at a place where you are fully happy in inside of yourself with who you who you are, what you believe and what you know and what your walk has been. And then we come together and we work together to build each other, you know, to build each other up, to advance each other's futures together by being a mirror of one another. You know, that's what relationships are. They are mirrors. They're the most amazing, fantastic things to have. Um, but they're just additions to what you already have on the inside of you. You have everything that you need within you. You are all, every last one of you um, are are aligned with your higher selves. And the moment that you recognize that, it's, that's when you you unleash the possibilities of your life to be anything that you want it to be. Okay. Thank you so much. I thought those were some really, really great answers. Um, and I, I concur. Um, I don't think you're responsible uh, for healing each other. I think that a lot of us will try to take on the roles, like I said before, but we'll try to take on the roles and it's just not on us. I'm going to read the super chats and uh, then I'll allow um, the guests to ask you guys questions. Um, shout out to JJ. He says, black women can't be in love if you are in love with your sex toy. <laughs> Where did um, that come from? Honey, JJ was this was earlier in the conversation, but okay. JJ always on one. <laughs> and shout out to Mother Earth for the super sticker. Thank you so much. Um, I think the first person up here was uh DJ Jack no. Spade. No, hush no. Uh Jack Spade, <laughs> what are your thoughts? What, what questions do you have for the panelists? Good evening, everybody. Happy Sunday. Hey Jack. All right, so here's my beef. This is one of my X's and O's. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm going to keep it short. Uh, the women out here, uh, y'all need to have a life outside of work. Uh, unfortunately, too many of the women out here are boring. If there was anybody that was in the uh, chat or in the panel, what, about four or five weeks ago when we had the uh, successful women that was on the panel, what's the question that I asked? I asked all the ones that responded, what do you do when you're off the clock? First one said, uh, 
she's turned her hobbies into into a business. Had a woman told me that out in the street while I'm trying to chit chat with her, she would have gotten the next. There would have been no coffee date after that. The next one says, uh, she sews and she cooks. That's a freaking next. The third one said, uh, she doesn't know. That's a next. A, a, a dude like myself, when I'm sitting down and I'm conversing with a woman, if she approached me or I approached her, I'm trying to find out what the, what the hell you do on your off time, your off days. The way the way a lot of us works, our work schedule, we may only have maybe a day, maybe two days to really hang out and stuff. So if you don't have a life outside of work, you're just a waste of my time. That is the reason why I asked, asked all three of the women. There, there was another person, but she didn't answer why I asked that question. Dudes are trying to find out what do you do for fun? So when you do have those time together, you're not sitting on the damn couch. Uh, spending time with someone is a hell of a lot more than having sex. Ladies, get a life that is of interest, especially <laughs> to a dude. And you might be a hell of a lot more damn successful. That's so would skill. you say the correct response should have been smoke some weed and drink some Hennessy oh, and go see, to the titty bar? I'm go. not about to Now we're talking. Now we're talking. What if her hobbies are playing spades and jumping double dutch? Like, what does it matter what kind of hobby she got? She got if she, she smoke weed and drink Hennessy, well, she, that's not like she, a winner. If she, if, she, <laughs> if she's jumping double dutch, then at least you know that she is physically active. Now, yes. Oh, God. We've I've seen some of the uh, some of the double dutch competition. There's some big girls that are doing double dutch, but at least you know this person is physically active. Big girl can bounce. But why can't you turn her on to some hobbies? What if she, you know, she may just be a homebody. You could okay, always this, turn. Her. Okay, this, you this, might be this, missing up on a passing up on a good woman. This is one of the problems that I run to, and we're supposed to be keeping my my end short so everybody else can jump on because you, I ride bicycles. Okay, so if I say let's go bicycle riding, I'm bringing my own bicycle. A lot of times they say, "Oh, I, I like to ride," but they're grabbing their child's uh, bicycle. Bike got damn dust on it. <laughs> the, the damn tires are damn flat. The the damn Ooh. chain is rusted. No, sweetie, there's a difference between me and you. I I am a bike rider. You're just someone who's interested in maybe riding a bike. And the bad part about that is, okay, we go bike riding one, once or twice. You're and that's it. Who's interested in maybe riding a bike. Yeah, the I, bad part about I, I definitely want to get the coach's response or see if they want to have anything to say. Because I personally think, even if a person... um. It's pulling out the old 10 speed that their daughter used to ride to school like that. That's showing some interest. And maybe she will upgrade her bike after she realizes it's, it's something she enjoys. Or maybe I'm being too optimistic. So I'll let you finish your comment and then I'll see if either one of the coaches want to chime in. No, I, the, one of the coaches was already trying to respond. And I oh, sorry. Was that Jack? I thought that was Coach Love that was responding. To Okay, well, we'll let them both chime in. So we'll start with Coach Christina Lynn and then the love coach, uh, Kelvin. Okay. I, I totally 100% agree with him. I think that a lot of times women, we have work and then we live for our children or we live for our man. And I think that it's the, the worst thing we could do. I don't think that we, you know, I believe that, you know, just like children, and, um, well, just like our partners are a welcome addition to our lives, 
they add to our happiness. The same thing with kids. They're not supposed to be our lives. We're supposed to have stuff to do. I love to travel. I love to box. I love to salsa dance. I love to skate. Like I got so many loves, so many passions that I do on the outside of my child and the end that I do with him. Um, so, you know, like you have to develop like your own identity. So I, I just think he's absolutely right on that. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely agree uh, as well. Um, you know, you have to advance your own life, right? Because see, listen, when you when you decide to get in a relationship with somebody, it's almost like, especially if you if you're looking towards marriage, like you're you're merging almost companies. You incorporated are ma- are merging with him incorporated, and the question is, are you worth merging with? <laughs> like like, what do you bring to the table to the to relationship that adds the value to us being together, um, you know, joining forces, like us joining forces, we, we, it should make us 10 times bigger, 10 times, you know, um, uh, one could chase a thousand and two, two could ch- put 10,000 a flight. So that means we could do 10,000 times more together if, if we working together, if we are building our own selves together before we come together, then we can make it happen. I like right, it. Great conversation. Um, everybody yeah. take care and have everybody, mm-hmm. everybody have a good week. All right, Thank guys. you so Thank much, Jack. You, Jack. I, I um, appreciate both of the responses from both of the coaches. I guess uh, I was wrong in wanting you to teach, <laughs> wanting you to take on the responsibility of, of, of uh, giving her life purpose. But no, I agree with what the coaches <laughs> said. It is important to have your, your own life and your own hobbies and interests outside of your partner. So thank you, guys. Okay. Um, next, we have Sean. Sean, what is your question for our panelist? All right. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, we can. We can. My uh, my question is uh, for both of the coaches. I just want to first say I want to thank them for being here because they bring a lot of wealth and experience and knowledge from their respective fields to this debate. So it's an honor to be on this panel with you guys to ask you a question. But my uh, question is... Uh, two-part question. I'll start with Coach Christina first. Um, Coach, um, a lot of women today, uh, modern women today, um, are independent. They'll probably say it. They're independent. They don't need a man. They're all about getting to the bag, and um, they pretty much can do bad by themselves. So my question for you, Coach, is um, women, women today seem to have really evolved, per se. So what would be your advice for those same women that still find themselves wanting to be in a relationship, being with a man from a, a relationship standpoint? And uh, my second part to that question is for Coach KTJ. Um, uh, Coach, us men, I feel like personally, are the opposite. We haven't evolved. Us men are pretty much still the same. Um, with that being said, do you feel as if us men need to evolve because um, a lot of modern women uh, to me see seem to see relationship from a symmetrical perspective, meaning that they want to lead with, um, I'm all about getting to the bag. Uh, I'm college educated. I have three or four businesses. They seem to want to lead as far as dating from that viewpoint, because that's what we, uh, that's what they want in us but they really seem like that's what us men want in them. And that's, to me, it's not the case. So with that being said, coach, do you really feel like us men need to evolve? And so, um, yeah, that's my question. 
I love your question. Thank you so much for um, for joining us, Sean. Um, this is what, this is how I would kind of respond to my portion of the question, and that is, um, the advice I would I would render is look at businesses in particular. Right, a business could not be a business or in business had it not be for the 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 people that the business serves so businesses would be completely obsolete without the people that they serve so it would be no purpose for business anywhere same thing goes for women without men we would be obsolete if it weren't for you and it's very important that we understand that there is a level of codependency in order for the human race to continue going, in order for us to have children, in order for us to have households um, that stand, you know, or withstand, we need each other. We need each other. And it's okay to be codependent. It's okay to understand that there is no me without you. That's what I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Definitely appreciate that. Kelvin. So your 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 statement about men should men stay the same or should men evolve and i mean think about it everything and i love uh christina's uh example of that we're going to talk about that in in a minute but you think about it everything uh evolves everything is changing your phone has to update itself why why does that little red button come on and tell you to update because there are new challenges that they have already created a fix for. And if you don't update your phone, those new challenges will swallow your phone up. <laughs> okay. Um, you sound like a man of a certain age. You probably don't still wear a leisure suit, <laughs> right? <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll still wear the, 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 the double uh, fly collar, the, the, the butterfly collar joint, um, with with the platform shoes when you're going out, do you? <laughs> no, no. Exactly, exactly. So, um, and and you do that because fashion and the times have changed, and we take we kind of change with the times. So, I think that a man should always be updating himself. I feel like a man should always be getting more fresh. I feel like a man should always be advancing his mind advancing his, his himself physically, getting in the best physical shape, the best mental shape, the best spiritual shape, the best emotional shape, go to therapy, right? So that when, when whoever it is that she step up, like she got a tall, a tall order that she got, a, she got a, a high way to climb up and you have high expectations. So you can demand more out of her because you are more. And the more you make yourself, the more you can demand a higher price uh, for you and your time. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely yeah. appreciate that. Uh, Sean, did that answer your question? Yeah. Well said, guys. That, that really answered my question. Well said. Okay. Um, thank you so much, Sean. Um, everybody, please get the likes up. And if you are new to the channel, please subscribe. Um, next, we are going to have DJ Knopf. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's your boy, DJ Knopf. Best kept secrets. What up, what up, what up, what up? 
appreciate y'all for allowing me to panel. Yeah, got that right. Give a whole intro. You know what it is. But um, first and foremost, um, you never know what to expect with y'all titles and y'all panels. Um, I do appreciate uh, both the dating coaches, and I like the fact that y'all got a guy and a girl. Right, that says something because yeah, we're not gonna get into that. But um, balance, balance. <laughs> now y'all want to balance, right? So I do have a question, but I had like some statements to make it first. The first thing was that really stuck with me was the whole fact that both dating coaches, you know, guy and girl, agreed that happiness is your responsibility, right? So I've been in y'all panel enough to where people that are listening know that I'm big on self-actualization or uh, and accountability, really. So like, I, I think that we kind of skipped over that a little bit, but that's important, right? Because so many people blame the white man or, you know, blame men or even blame women for decisions that they make in regards to dating, right? And Sister George, you were talking about it, I think first when you were like, hey, I don't feel like it's my responsibility to try to fix somebody. But we've all heard these terms before right? Where you hear somebody talk about, oh, well, like I built this dude up or I fixed this dude, you know what I'm saying? Or I leveled this chick up or whatever it was. Like we all have issues that we deal with. So anyway, I just want to point out the fact that both dating coaches can admit and agree that, hey, listen, whatever it is that you're dealing with, um, you need to work on that first. You know what I'm saying? Even as a guy, like if my shit's fucked up, I don't think I should be out here trying to date chicks if I know that my shit's not right. But it goes the same way for the women. Like if you've been through a series of bad relationships, it's okay to step back and say, well, wait a minute, what is it about me? So anyway, anyway, I appreciate the fact that y'all, y'all pointed that out. But the question that I had was, um, what advice uh, would you give to a woman who fears losing themselves in a relationship? Okay, so for both of the coaches, uh, whoever wants to take it first, what advice would you give to a woman who fears losing herself in a relationship is the question. Okay, I'll, ju I'll jump. Go, go ahead, Christina. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. So a woman who fears losing herself in a relationship, um, I think that she's got to do more personal work. Like she's got to do more self-awareness work and, and really get solid on that every day. Look, uh, self-awareness and, and self-esteem and self-worth, like all that stuff has to be built up every day. Look, when I get out of bed, um, I reach over. I got my candles right near the bed. I got my, my striker. And sometimes before I even pull myself out of bed, I'll reach over and I light it up. Um, I, I read somewhere that in the beginning there was light. So I start my day with light. Okay. And I start and I, and I meditate. I say my uh, affirmations. I, um, you know, I, I pray. I, I use that time to get my mind prepared for what I have to do that day. Okay. And so, you know, I, I, I speak those words. I speak those affirmations. Um, in the beginning was the word. Those we like the Greeks believed that words were the most powerful thing on earth, right? So I start with words and I fill my own mind with the things that I want to want to think. <laughs> I, I click on the track 
And I, I listened to the guy play his piano, uh, play look some some nice quiet piano music, right? Or I might just sneak downstairs and play a little bit of my own stuff, right? But either way, I want to make sure that my mind is is ready and is prepared for the day, prepared for what I need to do for that day, and that's 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 up to me. Look, I got I got my piano right here. Right. And I got you. And it's love beautiful. it, love it, love it. But but you how would you how would you relay that message to a woman that's seeking your advice, seeking your counsel? If you could simplify that. Yeah. It, it, so she has to get ready. And it's, listen, it's 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 actually um easy to get swallowed up in somebody else's world if you have not built one of your own. So so that's my that's what I'm basically saying is that she's got to she's got to check herself every morning to make sure she is solid on what she believes and who she is. That's that's what that whole morning routine is all about. You, and you do that and you and you keep a check on that and make sure that you are doing the thing that that is in alignment with who you are and not absorbing yourself into somebody else's life and and, and just being a follower now. And as opposed to being a leader of your own life. That's what I'm saying. Kind of goes back to Jack Spade's point. So, um, yeah, thank you for that, Kelvin. Did that answer your question, DJ? No. Uh, Part of it. I'm curious to hear from, um, I can't see her name now. but uh, Uh, Coach Christina? Coach Christina, yeah. Hey, DJ, I thought that was such a dope question, actually. And it's one that I've heard. Um, a few times uh, with my clients. Um, So I I can give you a real answer, like one that I used. Um, And what I told her was, you know, relationships are like mirrors. They are our teachers. You know, they teach us more so who we are. So we we don't actually lose ourselves in relationships at all, Um, especially as we self-actualize through the process. We gain more knowledge, more accurate knowledge of who we are, and we become more self-aware. So, I mean, that's the simplest way I could say. Right. No, I love that. That, And that's what I was getting at. Like, So either way, both of y'all said it, like it takes that self-work. So that's what I was trying to highlight, like, I mean, as men, I think um, you'll reach a certain point if you fail enough, you know, or you come across enough men that are established. And if you are willing to humble yourself and ask the questions, well, well, how did you get to this situation? How did you reach this point? Or um, I did a gig yesterday and a, a brother was like, I mean, he put his girl in front of like on blast in front of everybody, not in a bad way, but like, yo, cut the music, cut the music. He had the mic and was like, listen, I was dating like four other women this was the woman for me like he he was like really on some like this is my queen right here this is and i was like damn like what and we, we joking around in space about you know dudes be uh caping and, and all that other stuff but um i know this dude everybody knows him. like yo you was a player though wait a minute you gave up everything for this chick what made her special so dudes start asking questions and because y'all know like i have dabbled in the podcast world i tend to ask thought-provoking questions because i really want to know okay so what was it about this person and what made you make that decision to even entertain that so that's why i was kind of getting at that so i appreciate both responses so i appreciate y'all thank you so much dj now for your question you know for me this is just random (laughs) 
I think that um, when I see a man who is not afraid to love out loud, especially in a group group of other men, because that can be pressure. You know how men are. That's not something that's popular. We've had men in this space that say it's simping if you marry a woman. It's simping, like if you're married, that essentially, you know, you engage in simping on a regular basis. So for men, a man to proudly say, you know, although I had my pick of women, this is who I chose and this is my partner and they're just loving their partner out loud is is a thing of beauty for me. And I just I just wanted to add that. It's just random, but I just wanted to add that. No, that's cool. They're going to say I'm simply for being on this panel, but it's all good. Uh, well, you know how that goes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we did get a super chat from Edward Bailey that I want to acknowledge. Thank you, Edward. He says, if Black women want better relationships with Black men, they need to have a better understanding of what true raw femininity is. I have Ooh. a real quick question before the next quote. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me read Achilles. Um, super chat. Thank you, Achilles. He says, seems like most men are evolving out of the idea of committing to women. Huh. That's a good one, Achilles. And it does seem like that. I do have a, just a real quick question um, for uh, both of the coaches. Do you think that it is a good idea for black women to look into femininity coaching. So I see a plethora of people kind of like a plethora of businesses springing up, teaching black women on how to tap into their femininity and what that looks like. Do you think from your experiences um, in your, you know, in your respective businesses, do you think that it's a good idea for black women to look into femininity coaching? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, once upon a time, uh, mom taught daughter everything she needed to know, right? Once upon a time, mom taught daughters how to walk, how to talk, how to uh, cut, uh, basically how to, how to um, just handle themselves all the way around. Like moms were down their daughter's throats, <laughs> sit up straight, walk right. Like, you know, you don't say that. This is how you say that. And, and there was, it was very like in your face uh, kind of thing. But um, our modern parenting calls called all of that abusive. Right. And so a lot of mothers have gone like kind of the opposite way and say, Hey, let them just grow and just be who they want to be. <laughs> right. But meanwhile, you being who you want to be is like going along with society, which just says like, women woman power with the fist up and and with all that uh, male aggression uh, coming out right which is the the most one of the one of the biggest turnoffs for a masculine men a man is a masculine woman so i love the idea of having uh this whole new industry of women who are, who specialize in helping women to to find and expose and to uh, magnify their femininity. I love it. I love it. I'm glad they're here. Thank you, Kelvin. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, Coach Christina, what are your thoughts real quick on that as well? What do you think? Absolutely. Um, I think that um, that is, is something that a whole lot of us have, um, have not experienced, you know, because our moms were, um, you know, single mothers working um, the majority of, of our day, 
Um, and we didn't get to learn a whole lot of the um, feminine characteristics and qualities that um, that women should possess. We learned how to work early, early on in life. And um, and we did carry a lot of the masculine energy. And I think that feminine um, like femininity coaches are amazing. I think they're wonderful for for those of us who were raised in that kind of upbringing. Um, and they're absolutely needed and wanted and appreciated. Thank you, coach. I love it. Love it. Love it. I love the consensus too. I think it's dope. And I agree with y'all. Uh, Danny, were you going to chime in? I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, uh, ask Marcus uh, Aurelius what his thoughts were. Marcus, what's your question for the coaches? Oh, I don't have questions. <laughs> okay. Oh well, do you have thoughts uh -oh. that you would like to share with us? Oh, definitely. Let's hear it. How are you doing, Danny? Hi. Hey, Marcus. How you doing? How I'm you outstanding. Doing? All right. All right. Uh, C. Rose, I want to address you first because you said something. Oh, Lord. Go, yeah. Let, let's hear it. Yeah. Earlier you said that it was the first time on this uh, in this discussion that you heard someone say, because I think the love coach said it, that uh, men should demand their worth from women. I actually said that to you in the last discussion about Russell Wilson, you know, Cause, and I just watched it before this, when I was basically telling you how we tell women all day to know their worth. That's then, not what I said though. Nah, it is what you said. No, I, just, I said, we can rewind it. I specifically uh, talked about, I've never heard men say that, uh, I've never heard anyone say that a man should, um, should go, uh, should increase his demand for femininity or whatever it is that he desires in women, since women are saying they're increasing, you know, whatever demands they have. I was specifically speaking to the point that he highlighted men, like if, if they're seeking femininity, that they want a woman who possesses the highest level of femininity. That's what I was talking about. It's pretty much the same thing. That's what we look it's, for. Well, I was specifically talking about that though, but go ahead. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Semantics, but <laughs> we go, we go, we go, we go. Keep it moving. All right. So, um, to address what someone in the uh, in the in the comments said, or better yet, some question that was asked earlier about, do men need to evolve? Men are evolving. It's just that women don't want them to, because what we're dealing with is we're dealing with contemporary women who want traditional men, and that don't fly. Okay, um, black women do a great job of teaching their daughters masculinity and a bad job of teaching it to their sons. Okay, um, contemporary women consider anything that they're submitting to their men as a form of oppression. They expect us not to expect anything. That's what women's expectations are in a relationship that men cannot expect anything. Because anything we ask for, is crazy. The game just went on Twitter talking about if a man expects half of the rent, he should get half of the pussy. Mm. Okay, we I think we all saw that. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh and I tell men, men need to play the game like women do. Demand value for your involvement. If you are quote unquote high value guy, whatever that means to you, in in reasonable, realistic terms, you know, whatever her you know, worth is in reasonable, realistic terms should be demanded in return. You understand it is, it, oh, they're happy. Nonsense. It should be demanded in return. 
All right. Um, femininity coaching in midlife is a joke. Okay. These things should be taught to girls very young so that they don't mm. waste their twenties on bums and then get 30 and 40 to mm. realize and have an epiphany that they've been dealing with the bad guys the whole time. All okay. right. Okay. Um, uh, what else did I have here? Uh, yeah. Men's expectations of women are extremely simple. The things that women ask of, for of men take a lifetime to achieve. And the things that we ask of women, very simple. Uh, be women, I think that's achievable. Okay, I think that's extremely achievable for women to just be feminine. Mm, I, I think I think you girls can uh handle that. Uh women wear as a badge of honor the refusal to cater to a man's wishes mm -hmm. this is black culture this is black relationship culture women control the dynamic they demand you know uh what the what the relation dynamic is and men do most of the submission men oh, do wow. black men do most of the submitting we just don't call it that i said it in the uh comment section earlier and and i think it's you uh rose that said you know, um, something about do men submit? I think maybe I'm wrong, but they, yes, they do. We just don't call it that because we don't have to ask for it. Women demand that men submit their paycheck and a bunch of other things, okay, for vagina. All so day. then let me ask you a question, Marcus. Do you I, think I, men need masculinity coaching? Ah, uh, okay. If That's they, a good question. Well, they probably would get it if their father wasn't pushed out of the home most of the time, but we could talk about that in a different discussion. Mm -hmm. One last thing I would say is women are more in competition with us than cooperation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Women these days, they want to be us because they think the grass is green over here. And I will submit for all my niggas in attendance in the chat room. Y'all don't want to be us. You don't. All right. Well, you don't let me get it out. You don't want to be us. Okay. Because you want the perks, but you don't want the bullshit that comes with holding a penis between your legs, walking through life, especially a black one. You don't want it. So what I'm saying is, do women have unrealistic expectations of men? Absolutely. Absolutely zero reciprocation that we can demand without shaming not just from women but from other men other men indoctrinated with female uh you know female validation in our culture because most of them were raised by single mothers the women run this community they run this culture they run relationship dynamics and they do not want us to demand anything in return even when we have all the cards that's my Ooh, Marcus, Marcus, I, Marcus, Marcus. I <laughs> Coach, I definitely want to let you in there. I just want to say thank you, Marcus, for your brutal honesty and opinions as it relates to the topic. I, I, I do think that there is some competition between the modern woman and black men. And it's because of the change in the heteronormative dynamics that uh, you know are, are supposed to be in place. We have a larger number of degreed women. So women feel as though they have a certain level of status that they've attained and they feel like they're, and some women feel as though they're above the black man. So I do think that there is this interesting uh, competition that, that women are, are creating between amongst themselves, or excuse me, between themselves 
girls and black men. So I would agree with that point. And you definitely said some interesting things. I want to allow the coaches a chance to respond to what you said. Uh, starting with Coach Christina, what you got, Coach? I just totally felt him. I totally felt what he had to say. And um, and I can't say that anything he said was was a untruth, um, to be honest. Um, you know, I just think that you know, we have to understand exactly where all of this comes from. You know, we have to know the root problem. You know, if we would have had black men in our homes raising us as our dads, if we would have had black men who, um, you know, who actually took us as wives and um, were in our households, if we had the opportunity to um, you know, to have you guys as permanent fixtures in our households, um, our communities would just be different. Everything, all of this stuff that, that he mentioned would just be completely different. But because we didn't have that, we didn't, you know, all we knew was to, okay, well, he won't do it. So I got to do it. Okay. Well, is you know, this didn't happen, but that's okay. I'm gonna make sure I'm, I'm gonna still pave a way for me and mine. And, and that's where the compet, you know, the competition came and that's where the headstrong thing came and everybody talk about how we've lost our, our femininity. Um, but you know, what, what do you do when you have no alternative, but to fight and you have no alternative, but to show, um, you know, your, your poker face and what, if you have no other alternative, it's not like all of us wanted it this way. It's not like we, we wanted to be single raising our children. It, it's not like we wanted to be fatherless. It's not like, um, you know, this is what we, this is the path that we created for ourselves. It's not, it started with you. It started with you. And then what happened was we decided to take the rails back into our hands and to create our own patterns. And this is why we're the most educated of all um, people on the face of the planet, period. Like more, more so than white men, more so than white women, more so than any other, um, you know, minority is because we, we, we chose, we say, okay, you know what? These are things that we fundamentally can change, but what we can do is change where we are and how we get there. And so that's what happened. Now, does that mean that it is, it, it is excusable to not live in your feminine energy and be a black woman? Nope, it's not excusable. There should be a time and a place. There should be a time and a place. If you have to do it um, in a law firm, do it. If you have to do it to run your business, do it. But when you come home, that hat needs to be taken off and you need to live in your feminine energy. That's where you can be free with your man, the one that you love, who is your king. That is when you can just rest at his lap and, um, and receive his love and be open to it. Um, and that's where we lose. That's where we fail. And, and, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that that it's created such a, um, you know, kind of um, adversity, if, if you will. Like it's made us all um, kind of imbalanced and unhealthy because um, it's not the way. It's not the way. But, you know, I, I, I think I'm with C. I, I think that was C that said the masculinity coaches need to be um, on the scene. And I believe that. I believe that because men need to return to being men. They need to stand firm like you do. They need to learn how to um, how to lead and how to um, commit um, and not to cheat, um, how to stay, 
um, how to be in their children's lives. These are things that need to be taught. And unfortunately, they haven't been taught effectively because if they had been, then we have way more view than we do of what we have and what we see. I'm Coach Christina Lynn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Kelvin, did you want to also respond to what Marcus uh, Marcus's comment? Yes, yes. And he was uh, he was dead on um, in a lot of what he had to say. And and I, I love everything that uh, uh, Coach Christina just said. Like that was that was absolutely um, on point, you know, and I, I want to take it back even a little even further than that. Something that we often um, forget about is the fact that most of what we know came from the Puritans. Most of the way that we uh, we act, the way that we think, <laughs> it came from the Puritans, from from the, from the early settlers. I, I don't, you know, you know, y'all know who the early settlers were, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and so, um, so there, so there's two things that have impacted Black culture. Um, in a tremendous way that kind of changed our routes and changed kind of how, how we got us to kind of where we are in some ways. It was the impact of the Puritans on us and us trying to assimilate into Puritan culture, right? And the second thing is the drug culture. Look, we, we don't, I don't hear enough uh, conversation about that, but the drug culture in the 60s, 70s, and 80s is what has had uh, created that that's what took the man out of the house and then wouldn't allow the man to be um, like in, in the house, in the, in, you know, in, in, in subsidized housing. And so it created welfare and then women had to go get it. Like th things like that. Uh, and I'm talking specifically about the black culture and, and black people. Uh, the drug culture created that distance and created um created a, a, a almost like a cancer in our community that we are still trying to recover from. So we so we were trying to recover and trying to get uh, just have an opportunity just when we get we were starting to get somewhere in the 60s and get an opportunity when and that's at the time when men and women were still getting married and staying together. I don't think we've ever had a time that we had more black couples together in marriage than the 60s, right? But that's at, right at that time when when that drug culture came through, it it the the marriage and the, the staying together and the father in a home, it it took a nosedive, right? So we we can't look past that. That has helped create that the 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 so the women were there. Many of these women were there, and some sometimes the women weren't there. Some of the mamas was cracked out, right? And so um you know so so by the time you pull yourself together. Get your get figure out. Oh wow, my children are, are raising themselves. Like like we by the time we repair ourselves, and then we we realize okay, um, we have to leave the drugs alone, and we gotta we have to get an education. We gotta get better jobs. We have to we have to advance ourselves. We have then then like change begins to happen. So, um, but the one thing I could say about these people called African-Americans is that we are resilient in each one of these, these things that I just named, right? Yes, we fell in a big hole, but we would we never stopped trying to climb. We never stopped trying to do better and never stopped trying to advance ourselves, even after, after the, the bad thing that was, that was set up um, to destroy us. 
um, almost, you know, took us under, but we still going at it. So I, I, I love um, all, I love anybody who's in the, in the field of helping bring about change, positive change in another person's life. So yes, I agree. Of, or, and there are masculinity coaches out here. They just don't call them masculinity coaches. Uh, just, just so y'all know, there mm -hmm. are men, men who teach men how to date. There are men who teach Absolutely. men how to live and how to how to uh, advance themselves. Um, yes. They just don't necessarily call them masculinity coaches, but I love all of it. And I'm here for you. You did a great job. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and let me add this to you guys just for fact check, mm -hmm. um, fact check purposes. Um, yes, um, black black women are the most educated in the United States, period, of all people. And, um, and you can check that out. I believe it's a uh, Oh boy, I think it's called um, Thought Co. and also CultureAS.us. You can go on those particular sites and they could be able to tell you, you know, that what I said is absolutely the truth. Um, and, you know, but, but this is all because of what, you know, just as, as Love Coach was saying, like it had been perpetuated um, to be that way. Like we had to figure out a way. And, and, and now, now what we have to figure out is a way back to love again, like that, you know, what it is that, that love really is like loving ourselves fully, embracing love in that way. And then being able to love our men and give them the home that they deserve, because nobody deserves to come home to a queen that doesn't know how to treat her king like I feel like we all need to know how to treat each other like we both have to learn this we both have to develop this we both have to begin to cultivate what it is that has been lost to us robbed um, of us and you know the moment that we do that the moment we can begin to build again and build in a strong way that you know, literally no other group on the face of the planet could even be able to touch us because of, of, of the strength that we have and all that we have had to endure on this earth, period. Like nobody could touch us if we became one and we worked together. So that's all I have to say. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, coach. Um, so we, we want to read the super chats and then we're going to get Black Wizard in here. Um, Danny, were you going to take care of that? Okay. Or you want me to read it? Uh, go, either go or. ahead. Okay. Uh, we got one from bro David Johnson. He says, facts 100. Most women I've been with ended up trying to compete with me. And even if I chose to compete, they couldn't come close. You are so cocky. Oh my God. Thank you, David. We appreciate you. Um, we also got one from there. I said it. He said, this Marcus guy is on point. And yes, black men need masculinity training. This is what the black manosphere is doing. Okay. Thank you there. I said it. We also like got it. one from, oh, Lord. Uh, let me see. Mercy. Mr. Research, honey. Oh. Mr. Research. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Research. He says, question. Establishments seeking love have difficulty with anti-male speaking women in professional and lower circles. Do coaches have suggestions for better behavior in, in a specific country, uh, France or... So I'm not sure if I understand the question. I know you're saying established men seeking love have difficulty with anti-male speaking women in professional and lower circles. Do coaches have suggestions for, oh, for better women, 
for women who behave better in specific countries? I think it's a question that he's asking. So we will um, let we'll let the co coaches answer that in just one uh, minute, Mr. Research. Um, let's see, what was the next one, Danny? Actually, they can answer that while you're pulling up the next one. Um, coaches, do you have a suggestion for, I guess, um, you know, women who are um, less combative in other countries is, the, I guess, the easiest way to say that. Do you, I guess, have any knowledge of another country that would have women that are less combative? Um, for men to travel to. Oh, he means like more kind of submissive women. He means yeah, essentially. Can I can I respond um, on that one because I've yeah, done some travel. Uh, go ahead, big truck. Keep it real quick, so I because I want to finish reading the super chats, please. Well, oh, okay. Well, very simply, there's there's plenty of countries where women are less combative. Some of them include. Uh, Belarus, where the women outnumber the men like three to one, or you have a lot of men who go to uh, Southeast Asia, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Brazil. The, the, they, the numbers are really high. But the funny thing is, the one thing that you see in common with all of these countries is that they have almost no government assistance. They have no welfare mm -hmm. state whatsoever. And uh, for the most part, they usually have high levels of poverty, which means that when a man goes to those countries, he can easily dominate not only the women, but the economy mm. as well. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll wait till it comes around to me. But the thing about it is I travel uh, annually globally and I've been to a number of countries and the dating scene is completely different there. America, I feel that everything is just about toxic, but I'll wait for it to get to me. Yeah, we're almost there. Um, uh, Big Chuck, we got one more person in front of you. I just want to finish reading the super okay. chats. Okay. Uh, so. Got one from Jack Spade as well. He said, I've had my share who wanted to compete against me. Example, pay, salary. Yes, you earn more than me, but I have a lower debt to earning ratio. Careers, mine is less stressful, so bye. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Spade. Appreciate you. Um, we also got another one from Achille Gray. Thank you, Achille. He said, Nabra, we all have a choice. Some women choose to give up their men for money. The nuclear family was a thing because it produced the best offspring. Thank you. Thank you. And um, we also got one from Karan. He said, it's been proven they are not even close to most educated. They're most enrolled. Uh, right. Asian people, I think, are, are uh, by far most than whites. Um, thank you, Karan. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to go back and forth regarding this stat, but thank you for your comment. Uh, we also got one from there. I said it. Um, he said, black women are most educated. So what? No disrespect. But how has this helped the black community collectively? It hasn't. I don't think she was pointing it out to has <laughs> helped in any way. That wasn't the point of her comment. But um, I want to say one thing really, really quick. And then I want to get on to Black Wizard and Big Trucks so we can be respectful of the plot. Um, um, I can't even remember what I wanted to say. I will jot it down and I will um, repeat it in my final comments. So Black Wizard, we're going to move on to you. What is your question or comment as it relates to the show? Hello. Hey. Um, hey. I have a comment and two questions. Um, so my comment was, uh, I guess, just to bring uh, a little bit more information. I know Coach uh, KTJ was talking about uh, Puritanism and you know, Coach uh, Christine. What? I'm sorry. What? What was Christina? Her name? Coach Christina. 
Coach, Coach Christina, I'm sorry, uh, was taught was talking about uh, you know uh, how things began with men walking out. And I just wanted to add to the perspective that um, um, I think I think both men and women in the in our community have a lot of uh, work to do on taking accountability for exactly what it is that uh, is going on in the here and now today. Um, but I don't I'm not sure that it began with men walking out per se, and with women finding an education um, uh, to. Uh, kind of counteract that. Um, there's a conference that I know of that was in 1891 called the Monhawk Conference um, about the Negro about the Negro question when everybody was like freed and everything like that. They were discussing the direction of Black people uh, to assimilate them into the population, and uh, one of the things that they made very clear in that uh, conference is that um, they wanted to make sure that women. Uh, received a formal Christian education and got into the service workforce um, to uh, kind of, I guess, help with the uh, booming industrial revolution at the time. So, um, and, and, and they, they also recognized that men were dropping out of schools or young boys were dropping out of schools to help on the farm or get employment in Northern, in northern states as they migrated from the South to uh, send money back to their parents or husbands go up north and send money back to their wives. So I'm not exactly sure it's as cut and dry as um, as I, I think I, I heard it up here. Um, and I just wanted to make that clear. Um, I think this, uh, this has a lot, uh, a lot of the accountability that's happening or a lot of the things that we can be held accountable to right now is really from our culture and then the decisions that we decide to make based on the things that we were told. So, um, yeah, that, I just wanted to make that clear. And then, and then um, uh, I had uh, two questions. So my first question is, I guess, like a lot of times in this space, in the manosphere, you hear, uh, you hear a lot of people talk about how love is like a fairy tale or, you know, it, it doesn't exist, don't really concentrate on it. And at the same time, they kind of want to roll the clock back. At least that's the stance. Um, that's the stance that's been taken recently. They kind of want to roll the clock back to a traditional uh, or to marriage's traditional uh, institution, kind of like um, a business partnership that is uh, based on practicality. But with you know, but with you know, technology as it exists today, the freedoms that we enjoy. Um, I personally don't think that it's, um, I personally don't think that basing your relationship on practicality is a good idea. My question was um, for both of you is um, what's the likelihood that a relationship will work uh, without love as a foundation based on your experience uh, coaching people? And then my second question was um, I think a lot of men's values, uh, a lot of men are undervalued. Uh, and their needs and the things that they're wanting and asking for is kind of just kind of pushed to the side and nobody really cares about it. Um, one of the things that I think men need is respect. Um, men need respect in order for a relationship to flourish. And that's just my opinion. I wanted to ask you guys, um, how often do you find that uh, women, the women that you're coaching uh, undervalue um, that aspect of relating to a man, the respect aspect? 
All right. So um, we can start off with Coach Christina and then we'll get um, Kelvin in and then we'll move on to Big Truck. Um, did you need uh, Black Wizard to repeat the questions? No, he was so dope. First of all, your comments too were perfect. Like I just, I, I totally agree with you um, that it's way more shades of gray. It's not completely black and, and white as far as that issue of, you know, why things are the way that they are. Obviously there's a whole bunch of, it's a plethora of whys. So you're absolutely right about that. And I love your questions. So um, for the first question, um, you know, let me ask you, okay, I'm going to say this. If you, if you think about all of the people that you were in relationships with, that you really, really loved, that are no longer there, you'll recognize that love can't possibly be the actual foundation. And that's because you, you can love as many people until you blue in the face. But if we do not have certain values in into play, then there's no way that love can last. It just can't. There is a foundation basis um, for a relationship that must be there. So, you know, that business thing, like the, the business um, partnership based on practicality, um, you know, like that rule too may not also work. Um, what does work? is having a foundation that is based on respect, um, truth, or trust. Either one, because they go, go hand in hand. And consistency. You have those three things into play. Your relationship will last and it will be healthy, period. Now, obviously, um, you know, love is important. We all romanticize about love. And we all want love. Like, I don't want to be married to somebody that I don't love. I want to love him. You know, obviously, I want to like him. I want to love him. But as far as the foundation, because love can go away. One day, that person can wake up and say, I don't love you anymore, period. Because love is a choice. That is something that you choose to do every single day. Now, people who are, um, you know, who typically love the longest are those who are consistent. They are just consistent in nature. This is what they do when you're not looking. This is what they do when you're looking. This is just who they are. So you look for someone who is a consistent person, has that innate in their character. You look for someone that respects you and you look for someone who you can trust and who trusts you. And I guarantee you'll have a lasting relationship. I can't guarantee that you're going to have a lasting relationship if you have love. I cannot do that for you. Um, and then for the second uh, question, men need respect to flourish. Um, and do I find that that women undervalue, um, you know, respect for their men. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I wholeheartedly believe that, um, that women really, really need to learn how to have respect, not only for themselves, but for their partners. We can't give you what we don't have for ourselves, right? So as you're looking for your partner, you also need to pay attention to like, what, how does she treat 
those around her? How does she treat her family members? How does she treat her children? How does she treat herself? Does she have value, high value for herself? You know, people talk about these high value people and, and, and the way that they list them is according to what they look like and how they speak in front of you and their educational levels. Well, I'll tell you what a high value person is to me. A high value person to me is a person of their word. Somebody who speaks truth. They speak truth because that's all they know is to be honest. I, that type of person to me is somebody I will take over somebody who is rich, somebody who is gorgeous, somebody who is um, well-versed. Um, I will take somebody who is a person of their word any day in time. And it is very, very important that we learn how to respect ourselves so we can learn how to respect others because respecting others is very, very important, especially when it comes to your partner. If you're going to say, okay, hey, I'm going to take you on as my partner, then that means I am to treat you as I treat myself. And if I treat myself low and less and with no respect, then I'm not going to have any respect for you. I'm not. So it all starts back at one. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, coach. Oh, you ate that. You. Um, okay. I'm going to allow Kelvin to respond. And then we have, we'll have two more questions um, on the panel. Well, um, Black Wizard wanted to respond after uh, Kelvin. So, um, yeah. Okay. Black Wizard, we'll have to keep it short because we're um, get, running short on time now. So um, I'll let Kelvin respond and let you get a quick response into them. And then um, we'll get the last res uh, qu questions and we'll have to keep them brief um, from the uh, remaining panelists. Oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to be respectful of their time. This was a two-hour interview. So, um, yeah, that's that. Um, but go ahead, Kelvin. Um, you can respond to Black Wizard's questions. Yeah, so um, I, I think we have, to, we have to examine this. He, he talked about love, right? And we got to examine this idea of love because I think this modern idea of love that we're rolling on is, is not real, man. It's not... It, listen, it came from Disney, right? It, it, listen, it came from Cinderella. And look, and, and imagine I'm sticking my hand out. Cinderella waiting for the hand of the prince <laughs> to take her away and change her whole life. Well, there's a lot of a lot of women who are still like living under that fantasy that somebody is coming to save you and coming to change your life. Now, as a man, a man already knows ain't nobody coming to save him and ain't nobody going to change his life but him. <laughs> so, so you know, that's the end of the fantasy for him. Uh, so men move more towards that logic that, okay, um, when I get my space right, then I'll, ch and, and, I'm, and I'm in a place that I'm ready, then I choose the woman who's, who's in my space at the moment when I'm ready to choose. Right now, women are actually on the reverse of that. Women choose the man for first, and they don't worry about the time. They don't worry about all that other stuff because they know if they got the man right, all the other stuff gonna be right. Right, and so, um, so, so we have to like look at this idea of love and and and, and what it is. And I agree with what the brother said that um, men men need and desire respect. If you won't give that man uh, respect some woman will give him respect. Just, just understand that. If you ever disrespect that man, don't worry about it. There is another woman. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably Becky with the good hair 
who don't she Ooh. know just she know just how to respect the black man the man period not even whether he's black or white or asian or whatever she knows there is a there is somebody who knows how to treat and teach and and not teach but to just be what he needs so uh, i think that we need to be what we what we need for each other right understand what yes women yes we we all hope to have love but love changes and it's not this thing on disney on the disney channel because <laughs> there's some people who are breaking up because they don't see what's in the on the disney channel and i'm telling you that's not love being able to go through things with somebody is love being able to um uh go through the sacrifices of life and the trials of life and death and, and suffering and happy times and parties and, you know, ups and downs. That's what love is and, and being able to stick to it all the way through. That's what love is. That's my thought. Wow. I love it. Love it. Love it. Dang, this is good. Um, okay. Really quickly. I'm going to just give uh black wizard a, a chance to respond very quickly. And then we're going to get big truck in here. Oh, I'm sorry. Before you do that real quick, Black Wizard, let me read the super chat from Karan. Thank you so much, Karan, for the super chat. He says, you have to call the lies out. Black women love to promote lies that place them above us all. Oh, that, that place them above us. All races, the women earn more degrees. Black women have $5 net worth at, 30, <laughs> at 35 years old. Um, okay. Yeah, thank you, Karan. So really quickly, I want to <laughs> wait, big truck. Uh, yeah. Hold on, big yeah. truck. We want to let Black Wizard uh, respond real quick to, to the coaches and then we're going to get you in big truck. Yeah, real fast. Um, so, yeah, I, I listened to both of you uh, and you seem to have similar kind of stances on it, on the love question. Um, but I would posit this. Um, yes, uh, Coach um, KTJ. Um, what we think about love today in, in a modern setting is not really, in my in, in my opinion, is not really what love is. Um, I think people nowadays kind of confuse love with obsession, uh, like a romantic obsession with somebody. And of course, your your relationship will never last on an obsessive uh, dopamine uh, fix. And that's not what I'm positing. More like what you were saying at the end of your, of the, at the end of what you were were saying as you were drawing everything together, and um, what the other coach was talking about when she was talking about aspects that will hold your relationship together as a foundation, the truth, um, integrity, um, um, sta standing by, standing for the things that you believe in and, you know, opening your heart to somebody is really what true love is, not this romantic obsession that where somebody will come in and sweep you off your feet and then take you into the, into the promised land. Now that, that can be, that can be a really awesome thing when you find it, but the true love that keeps us together, in my opinion, is the, is the love that comes from, uh, the truth and vulnerability and and that's the love i was taught i was trying to make a reference to thank you black wizard um definitely appreciate you um i definitely understand the point and thank you for your commentary your question and uh kind of bringing everything full circle we appreciate you uh next we're gonna have big truck what is your question for the coaches and then we'll be on to fantastic 
Okay, well, um, before I ask my question, um, let me just set it up like this. Uh, okay, so basically I've been listening to everything that's being said, and um, the bottom line is, okay, we already understand that one of the real reasons why we have so much trouble, especially in this upcoming generation, uh, Generation Z, and pretty much right after that, Alpha, and both of them are in serious trouble, specifically because... The females don't see both parents in most of these homes. The males don't see both parents in most of these homes. And they don't know what it looks like to have a woman, you know, loving a man or have a man loving a woman. So the issue that I have ultimately is the way I see it, the only way that this gets solved, because see, I'm all about the solutions. I hear constant, uh, you know, there's the bickering and then there's the how should I say the uh, complaints? But the thing about it is, as far as solutions, the only solution that I really see, especially when you consider the, you know, the economics of the situation that we're living in, you know, high cost of living. I, the way I see it is um, ultimately the only real solution is that men are going to, well, how should I say, older men, probably, I guess, in their 30s are, should probably, or but it's already going to happen are going to have to end up marrying younger women. And the reason why I say that is ultimately because the women know that the guys that are, who are their own age, they have not fully matured into their careers yet. They are not earning enough to give them anything of what they're looking for. Now, slightly older guys, they've matured into their positions, but the problem is once they get older, they have a choice not to associate with their own women. They have a choice to be exogamous and get different types of women. So the thing about it is we already know what women are looking for out of the men. They're looking for uh, the stability. They're looking for uh, most of the things that they can't afford on their own. And I have to say, Karan is right. There are edu plenty of educated women, but you've got the student loan receipts to prove it. So my thing is, if you're looking for that level of stability, you need to find men who have potential rather than going after, quote unquote, high value men, because by the time they're high value, they have the choice to get what they want rather than have to settle for somebody who's not either right at their level or right below their level. But my thing is, and ask the question, what is it that women are offering that makes them worthy of marriage? Mm, okay, why, should so the question? why should a man marry a woman right now? Especially when he knows that it's like rolling the dice with mm. the horse court. Why should a man take a chance when, first of all, I would say that if a woman wants to get a man interested in her, then not, I won't say chastity, but definitely being uh, a little bit more reserved might actually be the what? way to go because... All well, let's give them an opportunity, Big Truck, to answer. Well, well, yeah, I just wanted to finish the question because right. I know we're running out of time. But here's Go the ahead. thing: if if the men the men are bringing a huge, they're bringing a salary, they're bringing their protections as a man because older men are going to be more protectors. But what are women offering? And I, before you answer, what I don't really want to hear is, oh, they're just offering companionship. And a warm meal because most men know how to cook now because we got Gordon Ramsay teaching us. So my thing is, what are the women offering that makes them worthy of a man getting down on his knees and submitting to them and putting that ring on their finger? That's my question. Okay, that's a good question. Thank you, Big yeah. Chuck. So we will start with Kelvin and then we'll have Coach Christina. So uh, you want to um, know I'm what are the? Go ahead. 
I was just going to read the super chat real quick. Um, Shout out to there. I said it. He says, unless until or until we embrace black boy magic, the black community will remain at the bottom. Men and women are different with different strengths. Our B team is Mm. on the court. I like Um, that. And I agree. Yeah, that was I I think so, too. Uh Oh, Karan's back. So. Uh, we'll have uh, Kelvin respond to Big Truck's question, and then we'll have Coach Christina, and then we'll get Fantastic in there. Thank so, you, Mr. Kelvin. Got you, brother. Um, so, th- and and this is a, a valuable question. It's actually a valuable question for both people to ask, right? But um, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna I'm I'm just addressing what what you said there. Right. Um, um, what I think that a woman can add. Listen, for this question, this is about value, right? No, 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 no. My question was, what is the woman getting a man to give her a ring and marry her for? Uh, Right. I got you. I got you. Let me answer answer it. Okay. So um, this is is still a question about value, right? So uh, what, uh, what she offers him is... Just like we talked about, as she's as she's looking at a high value, we let's let's use just use high value man, right? Because every man wants to be the, his best. Yeah, but most men aren't high value. What is a hey, woman Chuck, offering the average okay, man? Okay, let, let him answer the question. Um, oh, go okay, ahead. it seems a little hard. But let, okay. let let him answer first, please. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, listen. So a woman adds as she looks at the man because every man is different. Every man has different strengths, different abilities, right? She looks at the man who she's interested in, who she's like, let's say she's connected with, right? And ask herself, how can I add value to this man's life, right? Because look, look, as a man, we don't know it all. We don't, we don't have it all, right? Sometimes women have this thing, this thing that God put inside of them called intuition, the this discernment, right? For, for whatever real reason, they can feel things that we just don't, right? Because we're not set up that way. And so whatever, however, she can look at a situation and tell you, say, honey, listen, uh, I know that we, we decided to do X, Y, Z, but I think if we just change this right here, this X a little bit and change this Y, this is going to help us to increase that much more. So her involvement and how she adds value to his life is the reason why that's that's what she gets from the experience and that's why he needs her in his life i i didn't i honestly i didn't feel it was answered correctly you're just saying she's adding value i don't know if that's worth risking half of my stuff exactly well it, well maybe you haven't met the right woman yet then oh maybe you haven't right met well, the right woman yet because okay. there, there, there is a woman who will add that kind of value to your life oh. and don't so so i tell you don't stop don't stop until you meet her don't don't settle until you meet her if you if your if your if your rate is high if your if your poll is high leave it high i'm i'm suggesting that you do date up we we started off with that i no, want you to demands aren't, my demands aren't that high i'm just saying what justifies the risk men are offering okay. tangibles what's tangible coming back Thank well, you. I, I think he well he said value because I think that will be specific to every person. But let's let's see what Coach Christina has to offer to the question, and then go from there. Uh, Coach Christina, um, do you need him to repeat the question? No, uh, well I'll make it really really short. 
All I'm asking is, what is now? You know, okay. So I'll let you just know what I'm offering. First of all, I got an 850 credit score. Most of these dudes in here know me. Number two, I own multiple properties. Number three, I travel internationally on business regularly. And if I got a chick, I'm taking her with me. Right now, my girlfriend's younger. She's a little younger than me. She's not really half my age. But the bottom line is, despite all of the things that I have, I can protect her. I've got an AR-15 sitting under my bed. I got money. I got high credit. I can get her the things that she wants. But my question is, what is the woman offering me that I should risk half of my assets putting the ring on her face? Before anybody answers that, before anybody answers that, um, my Mm -hmm. proposal would be to you, Big Truck, you have to determine what a person's value is and how valuable that person is going to be to you. Um, We can sit up here and talk about the intangibles. Um, She's pretty. She's beautiful. She's soft. She's feminine. Um, she knows how to cook. She uh, has the best sex. You have to def- figure out what's um, intangible to you um, when you deal with the woman. Nobody up here is going to be able to tell you what's going to be valuable to you. If you're talking um, about you specifically. They can give you a general answer, but she's right. You know, I'm just saying, I, mean, I know why she wants to marry me because I'm damn near rich. My question is, what is she offering me? Okay. Well, let's get okay. Coach Christina's response okay. let's, let's Christina's response and then we'll go okay. for let me let me get with him and i love like how he he worded this like and it's it's so real and he's so right like what can we what can we offer you well babe let me tell you what i offered my ex-husband who's also very wealthy Um, your ex-husband why did he leave we're not answering answering personal questions like let's just because we got to keep it brief so let her answer your question please i i left but i'll tell you um, no, but we were together for eight years. It's not like it was like a, a short thing. Um, but what I offer is peace. I am his, I was his peace. He he had multiple um, um, areas of expertise and multiple businesses and things that ran him ragged. He was stressed all the time. So when he came home, he knew he could lay whatever trouble he had at my feet and I would be right there. I was his complete peace. When he came home, like it, he could, he could literally lay in me. He could rest in my energy. And it was one of the things that he constantly talked about. Like, you don't understand, like me coming home to you is everything. I lift him up. I edified him. I would, I would find out all of his blind spots, anything that caused him weakness. And I would make him stronger there. I would solidify him as a man. I would support him in everything he did. And I made equal contributions. Not only was he wealthy, but so was I. And I contributed as well. And, and then we tripled our worth together. We did that together. We built each other up. I was his inspiration. He encouraged me in the in, in things that I thought I could not do. He strengthened me and then I would be his strength back. I would encourage him and edify him and lift him up and be his best friend. He knew ab- above anybody else on the face of this planet, he could trust me with his light. He could trust me with his soul. He could trust me with his deepest, darkest secrets because that's what I became, his safe haven. So, you know, yes, yes, there are 
there are wonderful things to offer a man with with beauty and sexuality, but there is nothing like a woman who can come in and find whatever those soft spots are, fill those up to make you strong, give you peace of mind and comfort, and be your ride or die. There is no feeling like coming home to somebody who you know loves you mm -hmm. inside and out, and it doesn't matter what you do, what you say, those things will never change. They will always remain. So mm -hmm. that's that's what I have to say. To, to I love it, Coach. You better go ahead on. I absolutely love it, love it, love it. <laughs> thank, thank you very much, Coach. Honestly, that didn't answer my question, but thank nope. you. <laughs> because you're looking for something, Big Truck, you're wow. looking for something specific. She's saying what I she can offer. She just gave a, an example of what she can offer to a man. You gave an example of what you have. So that's right. regarding you, you as a specific person. She gave what she offers as a specific person. It might not fit what you're looking for, but she did answer the question. So I want to be fair in that. Um, and then we want to give uh, Mr. Fantastic an opportunity to answer his question, and then um, we'll, we'll allow the coaches to respond. Hey, what's going on? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we hey, can fantastic. hear you. Yes, we can hear you. Hey, thank you for having me on. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's much towards a question, but I did hear um, Coach Christina say something earlier concerning um, uh, honesty. And I, it's, it's mighty funny every time I hear women say that they want this, but if and when you are that, most women can't handle it. Um, I'm extremely honest and straightforward and, and at times blunt, which I understand uh, women are emotional, things like that, but even if and when you're extremely honest, especially when you're critiquing a woman and you're molding her to what you want her to be for you, because no matter how perfect or how good a woman may be, that woman is not what you want her to be until you tell her how to be it. So I guess my, my question of source would be, um, and it's, this is in tandem with, with Big Truck to a degree, and I recently had to go through this because I'm back out here um, going through divorce, whatnot, what have you, and this, this whole dating market, and having explained to a woman, listen, the I love you, I care, I can my peace, all these things. Yeah, that's cool, but that should be a given. And I guess it still ends back up for, as Big Chuck said, if and when you're at that high level, that that high value man threshold, or or you're extremely close to it, and you're able to provide, protect, and you have, you know, your B A B G on this big ass black guy for you guys that don't know, you know, T A C, tall, handsome, and chocolate. You know oh what I'm saying? In the room. I'm about to and, go. You know, okay, come on. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? You 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 don't have an issue or problem with, with females giving you attention and you are broke brokering that to one woman. What does she provide other than sex, other than being that piece that she should be and all these other things to make me say, and this is a big thing for me, especially when I say I'm never getting married again. I'm not even having that conversation. But especially like I said, if you're gonna be with a woman that's over I'll say over 28 or whatnot, and they're expecting that. But then you tell them, look, I'm not even thinking about that. Make me, sell me marriage. What should her answer be to me that's a combination of the tangibles and the intangibles? I guess that's the best question. Okay. So what should a woman's response to you to in order to convince you of why you should marry her? Is that is that the question? Yeah, yeah. She, she, okay, she, okay. she. What? How? How? How does a black woman, especially, you know, I like them light skin, you know, thick, oh my God. long hair, red bone. We know that. 
You know what I'm um, saying? Uh, well, you just, just say, you know, they got it. You we'll got give it. the coaches <laughs> an opportunity. That's really similar to the last question, but we'll give the coaches an opportunity to respond to that before we move forward to wrap it up. Um, so we'll, we will start with uh, Kelvin. Kelvin, do you, uh, being that you coach women, uh, what would you say a, a woman's response should be to Mr. Fantastic's um, question? So I, I actually like this brother and I, I like your I like this question. Um uh, and he said something that that I thought was key. He said, uh, you know, each woman has to, let's say, in some ways, wrap herself around the man that she's with, right? And and understand. So th- th- this is very similar to the last question. Um, you know, so this is gonna be different for every woman, right? But um, I'm suggesting that the brother date up. I'm I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm suggesting that the brother date up until um, he sees something in that woman that he's never, never seen in another woman. Like she connects with his purpose. She connects with his spirit. Um, she can, she can take care of things without being told, without being um, coached all the time. Like she can manage life and make life better for him. Look, that really, there's only one real reason for us to even be in a relationship and that's to have a better life. Like to have an improved life experience on earth while we're here more than we would have had by ourselves. And if, if, if we're not having that, then there's, there's nothing else. There's no other reason to to even be in a relationship. So, uh, so it's, I think that, so that's my answer. It's going to be different for everybody, each person, Mm -hmm. but she's going to definitely have to wrap herself around his purpose. And, and, um, and he, and he's going to have to do the same for her. It's not a one way street. Because uh, she's a she's a person too who has all those you know all those different needs and and desires. So I agree. So essentially, he's saying date up and and you you know if you find that person who you connect with on all of those levels, um, it 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 should speak to you when you you know it's something that you you'll find things that you've never seen in any other woman, and that will speak to you and and um, you know you'll have a connection with that person like no other. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you, Kelvin, for your response. And then we're going to throw it over to Coach Christina for her to have the final response. Uh, Coach Christina, like I said, this is similar to the last question, but what what say you as it relates to Mr. Fantastic's question? I just, I completely agree with the love, with the love coach, actually. I think he dropped the mic and and he doesn't need anything really added to that. I think he needs to, um, you know, to really, um, you know, level up a little bit as far as um his prospective partner and just you know and 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 look for that thing that thing that separates her from everyone and i think he'll mm. be just fine um, and you know what I this goes want- oh sorry coach go ahead uh-oh uh she might have got a call so i'm sure she'll be right back but this goes back to kelvin's earlier point what what was that little saying that you had kelvin about convincing a man yeah, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a woman that. convinced against woman convinced against her will is of the same opinion still. So you can't change anybody; they got to change themselves. So that right. that that brings it full circle. So essentially, as opposed to her trying to convince you of why you should marry her because you would be reluctantly doing it or doing it against your own will, it should be something that speaks to you naturally. And that makes 100% perfect sense to me. 
That's right. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to, you guys, can I please address Karan? Because this is the second time he done came. Yes, let me read this super chat. Because he is on okay. one. And I want to come for him. We're so, going to let yes. you respond yes. to him. Yes. Thank you. Um, shout out to Karan Williams. He says, was he at peace when she left him? Bet she didn't leave empty handed. She oh. said mad nothing burger, but it sounded good. Really, Karan? Mm. Really? Yeah, we definitely let, let you respond no home to him. Absolutely. Like, just uh, low down. But, um, Coach, we're going to let you respond to him. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. First of all, let me address that because... You know, like, and I appreciate where he coming from, you know, like, I, I believe that there was something that I said earlier that offended him and made him feel like I was coming for our black kings and I was coming for other minorities or other races. And I wasn't what it was, was we were we were actually discussing, um, you know, like what we felt we had to do. Um, just as women in general. Um, and and so education was a part of that. Like we began to educate ourselves because we, we wanted to figure out, okay, well, how do we fix this, this burden? We can't just keep um, drowning, you know? And it was just a matter of that. But in no way was I trying to edify black women and then degrade black men by doing right. so. Like by me loving me, I love you. Like, you know, it's my love that I have that, like for myself that causes me to love you so much and like there is no no animosity there is no um like you know no fight or you know there is no competition in me against you like i love you and i and i receive you and i respect you to the utmost um Mm -hmm. however what i will say on this Yes, he was absolutely at peace when I left him. And 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 you asked if I if I left empty-handed. Let me tell you one thing. I had my child on my hip and I took one purse, one diaper bag, and I had my keys. And that's the only thing I had on me. I left him the businesses, I left him the vehicles, I left him the house. Mm-hmm. I left him everything. So don't judge a book by its cover, my dear. Yes, for me, his piece was very important to me, but so was mine. And the reason why I left everything is because when I'm done with somebody, I'm done with them. I'm done with the everything that they are. And so that's the reason why, um, you know, I just, I walked out in that way. So no, I did not take him for anything, actually. He never had to pay me alimony, never had to pay me a dime. So, but thank you for that comment, Karen. Thank you. Thank now, you, thank you coach. Uh, absolutely. Go ahead. Oh, so we got one also from Snuggle668 saying the answer to the question for those two young men, they have to be polygamous. It seems like they naturally are not monogamous by nature. Thank you, Snuggles. Appreciate the super chat. We are actually going to uh, start the process to close it down. So thank you to Big Truck and Marcus. We are actually only taking closing comments from both of the coaches because uh, we've run out of time. We've already gone over the clock. So first off, we thank you. Thank you both for taking time out to come and dialogue with us and break down this topic of do Black women have unrealistic expectations? We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. You both both were very good sports because I know the chat can be kind of brutal and just, oh, Lord, uh, ghetto. But um, we definitely loved conversing with you and we definitely hope that you'll come back and check us out in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is definitely your opportunity to plug anything that you guys have going on or coming up. I have dropped the link to your um, IG pages uh, throughout the discussion, but we want to give you an opportunity to close out with any final comments or final thoughts on the topic. 
starting with Coach Christina. I am so happy you guys had me. Like, thank you so much for like this wonderful discussion. You guys are so dope. I thought the people you brought up were so dope too. Um, I really enjoyed the the, the questions and um, you know this this is something that's very needed in our community. We need to be able to talk to each other. We need to be able to um, share our differences and opinions. We need to have this th these type of conversations. This is so healthy and it's so good. And I cannot wait to help promote you guys because I think what you guys are doing here is just so beautiful. And thank you again so much for having me. Oh, thank Coach you, Christina, coach. thank oh you so God. much. I the really, really enjoyed ever, you. Literally. Yes, uh, a gem, so sweet and so knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you coming through. Thank you so much. Definitely. Oh, um, but Coach Christina does do like uh, coaching and things of that nature as it relates to dating and uh, life coaching. So I did drop her IG several times. I'm going to drop it one final time. Um, if you are looking for coaching, uh, you can definitely hit her up. And I am telling you, you will not ever meet anyone as sweet as she is. Oh, my gosh. I just love her so much. Thank you. Thank you, oh, Coach Christina. I really, I really definitely good. appreciate really you. Dope. All right, Brother Kelvin, uh, what are your final thoughts or comments on the topic? And again, we, we thank you. Thank you, brother, for taking time out on this Sunday evening to dialogue with us. I, I thoroughly enjoyed your comments. Absolutely. C. Rose, Sister George, uh, uh, Coach Christina, I love this experience. Uh, I Listen, I love all the guests that came on stage. Look, I even love the, the chat. Look, I don't mind people being real and just like even even being a little uh, being funny and having fun with it. Uh, I just love it all. And I'll definitely come back anytime. But uh, so what I want to say is um, I, I think that we got to come to the place that we put ourselves first. Right. When you put look, look, relationships is, is the only time that you have to put you first. Right. You have to decide that you deserve the best. You have to decide that nobody else gets your best before you get your best. You have to decide that um, I'm going to raise my game in all the areas, uh, mental, spiritual, emotional, physical. I'm going to take care of my body. I'm going to take care of my mind. I'm going to take care of my spirit. And I'm telling you, when, it come, when, when you do that and put that focus on yourself, Somebody's going to see it and so, and you're going to become very attractive. You want to raise your attraction level, raise the, the attention that you put on those areas that make you attractive. Those 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 building blocks of spiritual, emotional. All of that builds you as a person and makes you more attraction. It makes you more sexy. It makes people want to come after you and be in your mm. place and in your space. And um, and I'm telling you. It's amazing when that happens. So you guys look, connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I got all of that stuff going on. And look, if you are in Atlanta right, uh, right now, if you're in the Atlanta area, I'm having a live meetup and it's absolutely free. It's our very first one of the year. We, I got, I picked a nice swanky restaurant in, in Atlanta. Uh, so we, we meeting up down there. Um, you might meet the one. Or you just might make some new friends, but it's time to come out the house and uh, get back to being social. So I, I'm hosting a live meetup in Atlanta this oh. Thursday. So oh, if, wow. If, oh, yeah. wow. What yeah, restaurant? Yeah. 
I know, right? We don't have to check your IG out because I have no clue. That's so dope. If nothing else for network, we're both engaged. But if nothing else for networking purposes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about it's about meeting and connecting and and um, yeah. You never know what may happen when you come out and and meet. So um, we'll we'll be out there, me and my team, and everybody will be meeting uh, this Thursday. So you can um, you can either look it up on. Uh-oh, Kelvin? He might have got a call. Uh, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, the, now we oh, can hear you. Oh, the plug came out a little bit. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I, I'd love to connect with you. And for your audience, I will give two people a free 20-minute uh, love coach session. Uh, but oh, you gotta dope. but you gotta jump in that in the inbox and you gotta you gotta say I was I was uh what's the name of the show? What's the name of the, the show? Breakdown. The break- the breakdown of a woman's perspective. Yes, the breakdown. You type breakdown in in the in the comments, and let me know that you were on the show. You were here at the show, and I'll give two people a uh, a free consultation, twenty minute consultation. Oh, dope, dope, dope! Thank Aww. you, thank you, Kelvin. That's like love. I, I appreciate yeah. that. You guys jump in that inbox. I've dropped the IG several times throughout the chat, so you know, go to his IG and jump in that inbox and let him know that you, uh, you know, were were in the chat over at the the breakdown of woman's perspective um, YouTube channel. Um, that um, was so we- dope. We hope that you guys will definitely, definitely join us and come back for a part two. Um, We had people that were still trying to come up. I had people (laughs) inboxing me. Like, I still got questions. I'm still trying to see what's going on. I'm like, these people got to go, honey. Yeah, Um, but but we'll have to do this again in the future because this was an interesting dialogue. And they definitely wanted to continue uh, the conversation. Outstanding. Um, shout out to Jessica X for the super sticker. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, this was a great show. Um, I really enjoyed both of you. Really did. Absolutely. Um, thank you both again. And yeah, uh, appreciate you both. And uh enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Have a great Sunday evening and uh, a good week. Thank you so much, beautiful ladies. Thank you so much for having us. And love, Coach, you were the bomb. Thank you so much for yes, coming with me. All hey, right. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. Have a good one. You too, Thank baby. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was so dope. I really, really, really thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. Um, you know, the the chat, the, the chat will be the chat. <laughs> the, the ghetto it's real ghetto over here. Would not recommend. But um, no, we appreciate y'all. Thank you for everybody who came up and engaged in the conversation. Thank you for you guys keeping it respectful because I know there were some dissenting opinions and, you know, this is a little bit different than the flavor we typically get in this space. So I appreciate y'all for being respectful and although the chat was trolling and doing their chat thing for the most part everyone was respectful so i appreciate y'all y'all know how to act like y'all got some sense sometimes so thank you thank you thank you and thank you for everybody who super chatted us dope 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 um definitely appreciate y'all and that's all i got um shout out to everybody who came through uh very 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 special thanks to uh coach christina and um special thanks to uh love coach atlanta kelvin um this was really a dope conversation um y'all stay tuned we still got some stuff in the chamber uh, yeah, some 
exciting stuff coming up. So um, hopefully we'll see you guys back here at Wednesday. If you could, please hit the like button on your way out. Greatly appreciate it. And we will see you guys Wednesday. We're out. Peace.